11 o'clock comics episode 224 the bug swat it bugs hitting the windshield shit my wife single-handedly ripped down a basketball-sized hornet's nest over the weekend. Really? Yes. Yeah, I said, you know what? You can go do that all you want. I'm going to go close the door and go downstairs in a different room because you're crazy. And she's out there banging it at it with a... I mean, she's on the second floor banging at this hornet's nest with a pole. Did not get stung once. I don't know how she, I don't know how she did it. And then she went down to the they bottom. They was afraid of her. I don't know. She went down to the bottom floor and she's all stepping on it and, and spraying it. And then she just picked it up like it was a the head of a fallen victim and just threw it in the woods. <laughs> said okay. Wow. <laughs> like, can't Holding we just, like Medusa's head? Yeah. Can't we just get Perseus? Can't we just call somebody and get this thing taken care of? No. She did it herself. I guess. I had, I, I had a, I had a, I had a seven hundred dollar vet bill this weekend. Oh, that sucks! What happened? I took Parker to the um, Christopher's last day in Chicago. We've had a great weekend. It's been awesome, and we take uh, take the dogs. The dog beats Rory's first time there, and she's loving it. Such a water dog. It's amazing, and Parker always has fun at the dog beach. And we're probably about 10, 15 minutes from packing up and going home because it gets busy at this at this dog beach. And so Parker's with like this pack of dogs in in the water. And I turn around for a second, then I then I turn back, and he's jumped out of the water and is kind of like circling around. And I'm like, what's is he getting ready to like you know take a dump there, you <laughs> know, right on the beach, which will be fine. But I'm like. He's trying. He's chasing his tail. I'm like, why is the end of his tail red? And I went up there and fucking had the the end of his tail bitten off. And oh, like, by what? Uh, a dog. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> yeah, and he's got like uh, almost probably an inch of exposed bone sticking oh, out. Oh my of gosh. It's fucking crazy. So it was like get him and i'm like do i carry him or do we just run and he's just like let's run and we i i leashed him we ran back to the car then went to the um then marta and christopher got back with rory and we loaded him up and took like the 15 minute which felt like three hour drive to uh the emergency vet clinic and uh yeah they had to get this there's there's Whenever the bone is exposed like that, there's nothing that they can do. They have right. to take off like his last two vertebrae in his tail and then suture it up around him. Right? Yeah. Yeah. My so gosh, he's had a shitty couple of days, my poor yeah. guy. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So that's was my my, and he's all white bandaged on his tail. So yeah, I called him Parker, the the dog with the getaway tail. Oh, oh man. <laughs> you have no idea whose dog did it. No. No, exactly. It was I turned around and he had jumped out, and it was it was a pack of dogs. So, oh my gosh. yeah. Unfortunately, that was my uh, Morrison Con money. So, looks like I'm staying home. Oh no! Shit. Yeah, yeah. That was my that was my hotel and, and plane money. It was That's just like double whammy a, right there. Yeah, it's like the universe is just unfortunately telling me that I'm not going to Vegas. Oh man. So, Bummer, but you know. Hey, everybody! It's eleven o'clock. <laughs> fucking yeah. comics. Yeah. Hi! Wow! Yay! Casey Kasem coming in on a friggin'. Oh, I'm Vince B. <laughs> <laughs> Reach for the stars. Yeah. Pack my pets. You? We didn't get any of that. Didn't hear you, buddy. Oh. Re- oh, what? Huh? Your levels. 
Really? Levels. Yep. Go ahead. Do your thing. He did. It's you. It's you, buddy. Got an intro. Oh, I'm Chris. <laughs> he is. I'm David Price. Yes, you are. And my name is Bullhorn, and I'm so fly. Tonight, I'm going to testify. Oh boy, <laughs> it's it's gotten under your skin, hasn't it? You can't you can't live without it now. Was it two, been two episodes already? Three, dude. Three. Okay, I'm a little behind. Bullhorn. Oh my God, you're not Bullhorn. You're Jason Wood, everybody. I like Bullhorn, though. Oh, I bet. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and and this episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been brought to you by who? Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge, amazingly deep discounts. 35 to 75% off their monthly spotlighted specials. And, finger up, if you're a first-time customer to DCBS, you can use the following code to get an extra 8% off. David, tell them what it is. That is EOC8. That is EOC8. Get it? 11 o'clock, 8 extra points off your already deep discounts, which you're going to make like close to, you're almost going to get them for free if you go to discount comic book service. DCBService.com, they're the best. I got the world's best DCB order today. There, I don't see, I don't see any box coming close to the, the, the magnificence of this box that I got today. Wow. It was, it was huge and it was loaded with all good stuff. I want to talk about some of it later. Later. Nice. Later. Yeah. So what else we got? Come on, keep it moving. You guys no, are dying yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. Drinks. David, go. Uh, Glenn Ellen Merlot. The Merlot. Miggity Merlot. Uh, Wood. Uh, I'm drinking some Pacifico. Yeah, oh, you're in nice. an island state of mind. I'm in a beer state of mind. Oh, there you go. That's what kind uh, of beer I had in the fridge. Well, that, so, well, that's your favorite. That's your favorite vacation beer. It is. It is. Uh-huh, so I know you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Vince, what did you call it last week? Funeral, a picnic beer, extra gold. Crap! It's cheap. You get a lot of it per case. You call Coors? it something? Banquet beer. Banquet beer. That's what it is. Do you drink Coors? extra gold? No, it's extra gold. It's the extra gold. Well, have you ever looked on a can of or a bottle of Coors? It's called banquet beer. Yes, this is Coors. You're right. It says it, banquet beer on it. Well, it doesn't say banquet. This is slow, slow brewed lager, but it does say Coors on it. Okay. So yeah. Some, yeah, the regular Coors, Coors is all up in it. Uh, in I am it. having um, from the wonderful people at Arcadia Ales, which is um, yet another fantastic Michigan brewery. Uh, and there's a lot of them. Michigan is, I, I think I talked about it a couple weeks ago, um, not good at creating jobs, but God, <laughs> make good beer. Uh, and this is from, uh, this is from Arcadia Ales, which is in, uh, uh, Battle Creek, Michigan. And it is their lockdown, spelled L-O-C-H, lockdown scotch ale. And it is, uh, ridiculously good. It's, uh, 8%, uh, by volume, uh, Scotch ale, and if you um, if you like ales, but you're looking for something uh, dark and hearty, uh, Scotch ale is for you. Uh, this is after having a couple of them, probably right up there with being my favorites, alongside of uh, the uh, Three Floyds, Robert the Bruce Scotch ale. So good stuff from Arcadia, and I have a good Arcadia ale story, but I'll save it for later. There you go. 
Yeah, have anything to do with the Scotsman. Yes. My people. We track down some lockdown Scotch Ale. It's yummy. And after Loch Ness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, says it, he says it like it's Loch Ness. <laughs> the club name of it. You know yeah. Ness. All right. Hey, what are we going to do now? Who's going first? Let's do some I comics. I thank you real quick. All right. Thank him up. By uh, one of our longest standing listeners and buddies, hmm. also all the way across the pond. Oh. He's uh he's probably just a few minutes away from competing in uh in uh female synchronized swimming at the Olympics in London. Uh Mr. Matthew Burden, aka Ooh. Templar. He uh he I guess heard me uh or knew that I was a fan of the American Vampire. So he sent me something from uh 2000 AD uh called American Gothic. And it uh it's written by Ian Edginton. Uh, who did those uh, those awesome? What was the name of those books? Uh, Vince, the World of Worlds books that he wrote. You know, um, Ian Edgington. Yeah. Um, God the, damn this, it! Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Go ahead. Um, but anyway, it's written by. Uh, hold on one sec. Oop. This will give me an excellent opportunity to fire up the goddamn Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my kids just came in and they didn't realize I was doing the show. Um, can I go or you? did you pause? No, it? no, you go. You go, right, buddy. Cool. Yeah, written by Ian Edgington and uh, most of the art, there's some other artists, but most of the art by Mike Collins. And uh, I haven't read it yet because I just got it, but uh, Mr. Burden said that uh, in the spirit of enjoying American Vampire, this is cut from the same cloth. It is a story that's set in the American West. Um in uh, actually in I hate to say this Chris but Chicago in 1865 yeah. um, and it's a, a man named Will Will Chance is hired to uh, track some people on a wagon train across part of the West and uh, as you can probably guess from the cover of this book if you could see it um, there are at least uh, one or two vampires among the crew nice so he told me that uh, he would be shocked if I didn't like this. Um, Seeing as what a fan I am of Mr. Scott Snyder's work, so I've I've flipped through it here because I just got it uh, yesterday. The art is absolutely beautiful. Um, it's and like Collins is great. I like yeah, I mean some of it's like uh, it's it's got like a, you know it's definitely got like even some of that old school EC vibe to it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I can't wait to read it. When I do, I will uh, speak to it a little bit more. But I just wanted to uh, give Matt a thank you for that. Yeah. Now I I know I I'm familiar with Edgington from the Warhammer the 40k stuff. Mm-hmm. But what what were you talking about before that he read? Because I I googled it while you were the um, um I I I have a good picture that the, they were the smaller almost digest size volumes. You turned me on to it. You told me to buy it at a con we were at once. Um, and it's basically was it Dread? Story- Judge Dread? No, 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 no. They're like by Dark Horse. They're uh they're like uh collected editions. Um, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, we'll just we'll figure Scarlet it. Scarlet Traces. Oh damn! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, Scarlet Traces. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the, Israeli. It was the, it's him the, and Israeli. Uh, alternate yeah. War of the Worlds. Thing. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. very cool. Right. Mm-hmm. You're right. And I just flipped my mind that he did Booyak- that. All right. So hey, you want to talk about another American vampire while we're on the subject? What track? Yeah. No. Cool. That book that came out today. That nasty little book that came out that Images Publishing is going to get a whole lot of stink. 
Yeah, a little funk from the nasty dunk. A little bit. Um, we we are of course talking about Black Kiss Two. Ooh. Yes. No, number one, Black Kiss Two. Number one. Number one, and uh, it's a, a very rare occurrence that a, a comics publisher will go back twenty five years, close to twenty five years. The original series came out from Vortex, right, David? Yes. Uh, Twelve issue series. Polly bagged the Black shit out of it. But <laughs> black bag the shit out of it because it was well for the time it was yeah. it was explicit right it, it's there was triple X. I there think was it's, it's explicit for any time <laughs> I don't think that. the original the original is not that explicit <laughs> I, I will say something that Black Kiss two number one out explicits the entire first series <laughs> no kidding yes, yes. yes. yeah <laughs> it's 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 pretty balls out nasty but nice. uh, by far nice. the most uh, sexually explicit image book ever published. There's no question about that. I hadn't thought of that, but you're probably right. Yeah. 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 And it's uh, unlike its predecessor, it is not polybagged. It is not labeled on the front cover. But I mean, if you're looking at the just let's be fair here. If if you're looking at the front cover, uh, I'm I'm assuming that uh, the woman on the front cover is Beverly. If you're looking at the front cover, she's all spread, you know, wide open, and you know what you're getting here. And then on the back, where the uh, uh, UPC code is, it says rated M for mature. On the back, right? But I don't. I guess we don't worry about mature comics anymore. Like who gets them? Because nobody's really buying them, and anybody who wants this knows what they're getting. Because it's twenty five year olds. It's like it just kind of speaks to the state of the industry. <laughs> they don't even like like nobody but older dudes buy comics anymore anyway. So why Honestly bother with the label? Yeah, <laughs> nice. But so here you have a twenty five year old series. Um, basically, that original series w- consisted of Beverly Grove. Um, and, um, a very well preserved starlet who, who made a name for herself in the pictures, the talkies, right? And, uh, has kept herself in very good condition over the years. Uh, and, and her, um, her squeeze Dagmar, who is a, an almost duplicate of Beverly with one exception. Dagmar has a dick. <laughs> Right, hey, hang low, hang low. <laughs> so the the two of them are embroiled in this this plot to retrieve this film, this this incriminating piece of film that reveals a little bit too much about Beverly, and she doesn't want you know, and, uh, and this organization called the Order of Saint Bonifaci uses the film to blackmail Beverly. Why? Well, it turns out, and and if you've read if you've read Black Kiss, this is no surprise. Okay, turns out that the 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 man in the film with which Beverly is having sex is a man named Charles Bubba Kenton, uh, and he became a film star in his own right. But he is known by these uh, Order of Saint Bonifacio people as the First Fallen, and what. You can extrapolate upon that title as much as you want. Uh, Beverly is a vampire. Uh, and, and she has uh, a very unique way of turning, uh, her victims, right? <laughs> uh, as detailed in the, in the, the, um, the story. She, she likes to do all sorts of nastiness with them. But, uh, and this is what made me wonder, like, wow, why is Jaken doing a damn prequel? Mm-hmm. Because because Black Kiss Two is essentially the fall of Charles Bubba Kenton, how right, he right. got turned, and 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 uh, watching him spiral down this because uh, this this bit of nastiness. Because in Black Kiss, 
the original series, it's laid out. You know what happens to Charles Bubba Kenton. There, there, there's a scene where, um, Jew gangster, uh, Cass Pollock, uh, infiltrates one of the, um, meetings of the order. And you have this, uh, I think they referred to him as a bishop, uh, man named, uh, Broadbent who, who comes on the pulpit and he's like, yeah, I know y'all want to just get ready and, you know, start screwing, but we got to take care of business here and we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Charles Bubba Kenton. And then he proceeds to detail that Kenton's life does not end very well. And I'm thinking, well, Jesus, why would Chaikin want to, not waste his time but invest his energy and and skill in a story that we already know the ending of right <laughs> all about the journey right well what right, yes and then I, and then i was thinking well you know what let's be honest this story is 25 years old i, I doubt there's not there, there's a whole lot of people left that actually remember the events of black kiss and even if they did they probably wouldn't remember the the man's name that instigated the whole order anyway i'm not like i'm not discounting the intelligence or the memory of comic book fans but this is an old damn story right sure and, and yeah and was because of the subject matter i mean this isn't you know, this isn't like um like crisis or right or but the black kiss sold you know, I mean, a lot of people didn't read day. this Oh, it sold very well. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's a different mix of people. Is all. Right, you know, right. There's yeah. plenty of people that are reading comics today in their 40s and 50s that never touched this book. And, and, and then I kind of compared it to David Lynch, right, with what he did with Fire Walk With Me, where we already knew how the Laura Palmer, Leland Palmer story was going to pan out. Why would he make that movie? And I think that's the big difference between Black Kiss and, and say, like what David Lynch did. Lynch made that movie while the series was still on. Nobody cared. No, We all knew it was no big deal how Laura Palmer died. We all, were all revealed to that thing. But this, there's a huge gap of time between Black Kiss 1 and 2, and I think he's being smart. I'm thinking what they're going to do is he's going to complete the entire six issues Black Kiss 2 series, mm -hmm. and you're going to see a monster yes. compilation Black Kiss 1 and 2 volume, and mm -hmm. rightly so, because... Black Kiss 1 is one of my favorites. It's a great little story. It's filthy as hell. Uh, you know, it's it's down and dirty, and Black Kiss 2 looks like it's starting off the same way. <laughs> I mean, woo! Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, well, I'll let Jason talk about it a little bit. It's um, Well, it's you, seem to, you seem to have been... I read the first Black Kiss, but, but it's been a long time, so I... Um, it... it it didn't all come back to me reading this first issue at first. Right. Like it, so, um, so I think even people, to your point, I think even people that did read Black Kiss are going to be able to read this and not necessarily be nitpicky about uh, mm -hmm. about you know what was going on. But uh, yeah, so this this story essentially takes place in the Titanic. Uh, this first issue. <laughs> Talk about which, setting the scene. Yeah, which is you know pretty much uh, apropos. And uh, and and Bubba Kenton is a. Rather old, strapping-looking virgin. He's portrayed very quickly in the book as a virgin, but mm -hmm. I, I, he doesn't really fit the bill in terms of the way he looks. And he's uh, he's Jones in to uh, lose his virginity, yeah. <laughs> and he gets his wish. <laughs> he does, but I mean, but, but I, this very, is this very, was very surprising to me that there were there were dudes lined up in in the hallways of the Titanic waiting to get into a room and I'm like what's going on here right you turn the page and it turns out that all these dudes there was a whore holed up in this room uh servicing all the gentlemen 
waiting outside and it's and Charles Kenton gets to the door and gets in and actually meets the woman and that's when the the ship bangs against the iceberg right but I'll tell you in in the entire first series of Black Kiss there is not one anatomically correct drawing of a vagina and here it is in an image book i mean this chick is splayed wide open for everybody to see and that right there i'm like okay how he's telling us that he's pushing it with this book i mean this book is i mean there's a series there's a scene the the initial scene is just it's like a a, a, a hurricane of dicks. There's just penises all over the place. A woman with, with <laughs> an insane number of octopus-like penises flying yeah. all over. Nice. <laughs> now, as, from what I get, Beverly. I mean, all vampires are shapeshifters, right? I mean, in in literature, the vampires have the ability to shapeshift uh, in, into a wolf or a bat or mist, right? So am, am, am I to believe that Chaikin is uh, implying that this vampire can can grow um, a hydra-like bush of uh, see, penises? I, I took it to, see, I took it a little differently. Like, I took it to be that this thing mm-hmm. wasn't a vampire, which is why Bubba's the first of the fallen. Like, I took it as this thing was almost like a primal force of of like evil evil incarnality, you know, yeah. and 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 it was having its way with Bubba, and then the, the Titanic sinks. Spoilers for those that don't know how the Titanic ends, uh, and <laughs> and and he sort of because he's been tainted by her, quite literally. Yeah, he he sort of becomes this next thing, right? He's he's because he's a human, but it's been infested with her her. Her essence, right, you know? right. But so I, mean, I don't. I didn't take her to be because she doesn't have fangs and she doesn't. I mean, and she, she, you know, she's she's anally raping him, and you know, first she's a woman, and then she's a man, and then she's, and she's a, a kid, kid, and then she's a <laughs> devil, you know, like and and the whole time like she's foul man, him, you know? and the kids so, having such a hard time. It, uh, they they show uh, a a four panel progression of. Uh, this woman's uh, and I, I, I will get to that uh, transformation from a beautiful woman, and then they show uh, Bubba's butt in the bottom half of the, bottom third of the panel. He's the right? power bottom on this one. Yeah, and then they show right. the guy, and then they show the kid, and the kid is having the hardest damn time. <laughs> like yeah, he can't, he can't stay on. He's sliding <laughs> off, and the devil's like, yeah. <laughs> so it's so, pretty yeah, fun. And, and then basically, the, I mean. Uh, <laughs> The Titanic sinks and 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 Kenton is rescued onto a lifeboat and and uh, away we go, you know. And he's he's obviously right. going to become what he becomes in the second Black Kiss or the fir- the original Black Kiss. Um, but so I, is this Beverly then? And if if this is not no, Beverly, I, no, I then so. but no. well then it has to be. No, 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 no. I think I think Kenton turns Beverly into a vampire. No, 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 no. I doubt. Yeah. No, no. Uh, uh-uh. uh. No, I because so, then, dude. I don't I don't see it because if when you look at in the in the original story the the movie uh that she's uh, of which she's so um not afraid but uh, eager to to get back in her possession I mean she's she's taking him he's not doing anything to her Yeah but I don't think this is Beverly though Well then who is it well, And where does if if it's not Beverly right well then where does 
where does the Beverly come from? How is well, again, she is a vampire? Issue one of a of a six issue series, and this is this is Kenton, the, as, which, as you said, they refer to as the first of the fallen, and he's going to meet Beverly, and he's going to make her into what she becomes. I think that's what happens. I think that's the next five issues. We're going to see how they get to be and how uh, the. I think Beverly's the progenitor. I don't think so, bro. We'll have no. to see who's right or wrong, but I think I don't think so. I can see why you'd think that because I will say. You know, I've, I've on the people that have listened to the show for a long time know that I'm often critical of Chaikin, saying that there's good Chaikin and bad Chaikin. Uh, I think he does, he, I, maybe it's intentional, but I think he draws almost all the women to look exactly the same. So, in this book. Uh, so, I could see where you're thinking, because she does this, this, the female version of this succubus or whatever it is looks like Beverly. Hmm. But it goes down with the ship, dude. Yeah, there, that was one of my main. Um, what goes down with the ship? This the, thing you think the, is Beverly, right? Well, she's not going to die. He didn't die. Uh, That's the point. He's the survivor, and he bring he becomes what leads to the creation of. Nah, I got I got over I got to go over the uh, the speech uh, thing in the first Black Kiss. But I'm, what you were saying about drawing the females alike. Now I know Beverly and Dagmar have to look alike, but in the first Black Kiss, there's a lot of similar looking ladies. I got to agree with you. Mm-hmm. That, and that's that's one that's a chicken thing. But on the subject of the good chicken, bad chicken, I, I hate I, that I, fucking I, subject. I, well, it's, 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 it's true, but it's goddamn. Subject. No, it's it true. Isn't, it is. It not is. It's very true. It, yeah, because ninety percent of the people that say good chicken, bad chicken, don't know what the fuck they're talking about. But well, I think it, I think of four of us were not those people. We're exactly. not those people. Chris, you gotta but admit, I, there's I, a lot of chicken art that's just. Freaking yeah. bad! There's, it's been a long time before this book. I had seen anything I liked of Chaikin. And and, and by and, bad, I don't I don't mean great. substandard. I mean substandard for Chaikin. Yeah, when, when, when you look when you look at American flag, really good. I thought I thought his stuff with the Avengers was well. Oh, that that cap was nasty, but, dude. Um, <laughs> but well, no, no, the Blade was good. Enemy Ace wasn't, wasn't bad, but then you also had oh, that Guy Gardner two-parter. Okay, but you had the enemy. You had the uh, Guy Gardner two-parter. You oh. had Hawk Girl. I'm, there were, I mean, it was like his DC work was just like, yeah, I'm just. I'm you know here. when Howard's phoning it in. Yeah, you yeah, do. But, Even that but, stuff but in Dark Horse recently well, was was my was, thing was, is like good. there were a lot of people that saw that read the first issue of Blade. And it's just his art turns a fantastic. lot of people off. Blade was awesome. And like, oh, that's bad, Jake. And it's like, no, you're an idiot. But at um, time, at so I, I just, I hate the whole good, Jake, and bad, Jake, and thing. We know what it is, but I, I just don't think a lot of, a lot of people that aren't familiar with with his art and aren't used to anything besides Jim Lee will see anything that is Howard Chaikin and say, oh, that sucks. And well, I will I tell mean, you that, uh, I mean, we're, 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 we've touched so far in this first issue a lot about the, the main protagonist, which is understandable, but the book opens up with, uh, with a, a, a Jewish guy bending an Irish lass over the table and absolutely giving it to her. It's pretty. And the, the amount of, <laughs> of, of racial... Stereotypes and yeah, <laughs> sensitive comments that are in these word balloons are enough to make someone of modest uh, yeah. morality pass out. It's, but but it's, that's nothing new. He's, if you, he is, if you he read is, the first series, saying, but but it's yeah. it's it's right in your face, you know. It yeah. is. Well, on the subject I, 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 of the art, I still think that American flag is is one of the one of the great works of of the yeah. last like twenty five years. This is yeah. And this is the I, same um, art team. 
same art team uh Bruzenak on, on letters Bruzenak on letters baby yes! and uh Howard <laughs> Chaikin on story and art the same team from the first black kiss uh but we have someone called uh Jesus Ebertoff who did the cover color um i i have to hand it to Mr. Chaikin when when he makes us eat crow he makes us eat crow because yeah. the drawing in this issue is fantastic it and is. It is. It, it's and, very good yep. he's yep. kept the zip tone and the and the 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 dropping in the patterns with the uh, the old uh, Computron eight thousand to a uh, minimum, and that's There's, why it's good. That's yeah, that's exactly why it's good. Shaking good. and bad shaking, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the difference right there. And that's what me and Ron were talking. Ron from my fanboy, and, and he said, "Did you not see those backgrounds?" The, the, the shaking does repeat some of the backgrounds in this book, but he keeps that to a, a minimum. You know, uh, it's 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 not that. Oh, Ron, stuff. did you ever? No, he did. He liked it a lot. But I mean, one of the things with which he was fascinated was the backgrounds. And uh, Howard did them once. <laughs> you know what I mean? He did. Yeah. It's it's not something that he's he's laboring over. But um, where the hell was I going? Uh, keeps the 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 textures to a minimum. Drawing is great. Uh, shit, I, I I I can't. Oh, the the opening scene with the the yeah. uh, that that's that's really sharp. But I mean, look at it. You have the repetition in that uh, again with the with the the movie posters in the background. It's just he knows how to use them. And oh, now I know what I wanted to say. Sorry, this is not the Dark Horse presents recent stuff. This is really good. Good. Um, Howard Chaikin. There's well, and, and I, I'll be honest with you, I, I had no intentions of buying this because it's been a long eh. time since I've seen anything by Chaikin that I've enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, Did you not like Blade? Seriously, I I didn't I, I didn't like Blade. No, I didn't. Wow. Okay. Um. So good. But uh, but I, I would not. But I won't say that Blade. I think Blade is not quote unquote bad Chaikin. So I, I'm not gonna. I, but it's anyway. It's been a long time. But uh, but but we were. You know, I was presented a re review copy. Um, as I assume Chris was as well, uh, through my fanboy. So I did, you know, it just because it is, I knew it was going to be titillating. If nothing else, I figured I'd give the first issue a try on a whim since it's free. And, uh, it was awesome, man. I, I'm, I'm going to definitely, um, I will definitely buy, I will keep reading the issues because I'll, I'm sure I'll get the rest to read as review as well, a review as well. But I, I will definitely buy when the omnibus for the two come out, I'll buy it because I, yeah. I don't, you know, that's, it's like you said, Vince, it's a no brainer. We're it definitely is. getting a, uh, um, there's Black, 12, yes, there were 12 yeah. issues originally, and there's going to be, what, six to this, so there'll be 18 issues, which is, like, perfect for a, a big Well, omnibus. take into consideration that the 12 issues that preceded this series were not full-size issues. No, they, they weren't. No, no, no. They no, were no, maybe, like, saying, 10, 8 to but 10 it's enough. Issues. it's enough comic to put an oh, oversized yeah. hardcover together, yeah. I think the, the original series is exactly... I hope they numbered the pages on this. I pulled the book out just for the shits and giggles. Um, cause I love it. I have, I have all the, the single issues, but I have the compilation called Thick Black Kiss. It's a, again, was published by Vortex, and there's no page numbers on the bitch. But it looks <laughs> to be like 120, about 128 pages. 100. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you figure each issue was probably about 12 to 14 pages, I would think. But they weren't full size. But yeah, um, you know what I did? Uh, amazingly enough, I double dipped. I ordered the Black Kiss 2 number one through DCBS, but I saw it at the shop today, and there was only two on the rack, and I said, fuck it, I can't wait. I have to buy it. <laughs> so I, I double-dipped on the singles, and I'll probably buy the collected edition as well. I just Something about this story, just it, it, it 
resonates with me the whole um secret society and the yeah and, and i, I, I mean it. i think if people haven't gotten it they probably have already gathered this from the conversation thus far but this is a niche comic this is not going to be enjoyable for plenty of our audience no. you, you know you have to have you have to enjoy you know graphic overtly not just pornographic have but you not of, met our audience no, no, but I'm being serious. I mean, plenty, yeah, we we like we, look again. There, there's a there's a core of there's a group of our people that like many of the which are on the forum that we know for sure will would be giddy for this. And I'm sure have already ordered it. But I'm saying a lot of the people, you know, um, this is not one for the faint of heart. You know, this is this is you have to be very comfortable with, you know, sexuality and pornography and 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 uh, you know it just that that the raw side of with buggering. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you yes. have to be very at peace with with things that many folks would still consider taboo. Yeah. So true, it's true. All right, two that thumbs was, up. Two thumbs up. Two uh, two two it's very cool. erect thumbs up. Yep. Yes, for Mr. Not just thumbs. <laughs> it's been a long time, and we'll, Vince, you and I will have to ha- we'll have to see who's right on this one. Okay, I, I'm going to peruse this one page while you guys are talking, just to just see if we can't. No, no, just to see if we can't uh, conclusively uh, solve something for the listeners, because that's what this is about, right? Okay, yeah. sure. Yep. Shut up. Who's next? The chef. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, well Chris, you want a tag team? No. All well, right. Perhaps. Nice. Perhaps. What, what? Depends what you mean by that. Oh. Oh. I gotta, I gotta get up and grab mine. Oh, I mean, oh, can you handle that? Effort, I mean, with all yeah. your exercise and shit. Are we, are we talking about two thumbs up, two erect thumbs up? I we are talking about mine. two very, Here. very. Yeah, hold on, I'll be right back. Good, Jesus. good planning, good planning there. Can't hit the, can't hit the mute button before you do that. Yeah. <laughs> we only mentioned that we talk about Come it on. this week. What the hell? Professionals. So rusty. Trombone. <laughs> all right, I'm back and I'm erect. <laughs> Uh, fucking forklift. Um, go for it. Well, it it uh, it it arrived in a very oh, sturdy. Yeah, this thing. Uh, I mean, not only was this artist edition in the box that the books themselves are 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 sold in, it had the shrink wrap, which my original Born Again artist edition was missing, and. Um, Something and it was inside, <laughs> along with some 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 yeah some pieces of corner, of paper. Uh, and it it was is wrapped in paper and 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 in and in a, a um a diamond box with that was that was crushed down to fit it and and taped. Even if it did come in the rain, it there was no water that was going to get into this thing. I mean, it was it was very very secure. Um, yep. and I, I I thank the fine folks at uh, at Cheap Graphic Novels, but um. Thank you, Max. I, thank you, Max. I, I started. I started just not even flipping through this. I, I the the David Mascali's Daredevil: Born Again Artist Edition. I was I was reading it from the front cover to the back because it's not. It's not like it's an art book where you're just flipping through pages or reading it's captions or it. Story. It yeah. absolutely and it is. I'm just. I was just. Pouring over it, and and I mean, even from the from the forward by by David Mazzucchelli, who who blames Frank Miller for this, um, and it, I mean, and that's the thing. This we we start off right from the beginning with a um, damn with with what 
Oh, Jason's right. Jason's right. Uh, put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Put it yeah, on a t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, it, it school is in session throughout this entire book because you have you you have Mazzucchelli talking about his his early days at Marvel, um, meeting Walt Simonson, meeting Louise Simonson, meeting meeting Frank Miller. Not really meeting him because he's on the phone and and um, talking about deadlines and how how Frank was. Uh, because Frank Miller is an artist, he's uh, he's cognizant of what other artists go through, and and when your your artist is facing some some time crunches, uh, you make the first five pages of a story mostly in in the dark. So it's just it's basically black panels, and and that gives your artist some some time to to catch up. And um, the forward is 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 fantastic, and then of course, as as you flip through it, you see the notes in the margins and 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 little editor notes and and notes from the artist or the writer. Um, you can see where where word balloons and caption boxes were were taped. It's just it. I'm just looking at brush strokes and and everything about it, and and I'm getting law. I have to go back and read some pages because I'm I'm not. I'm forgetting the story because I'm just so nice. engrossed in, it. in the artwork. It's fantastic. Well, and you know, for I think for probably both of us, you know, the David, you didn't read like the Ramita stuff when it was coming out. That, not when that it was, was coming out. Not all of it. Later, later. And and yeah. we obviously didn't read like the Wally Wood stuff. I I am I was late to the you know late to the party on Rocketeer. Um, so I wasn't reading it whenever it, whenever it came out. It was you know after after Dave Stevens' death that that I even started to to, to know what you know the Rocketeer was. Um, this is the first artist edition that IDW has put out where I'm like, yeah, I bought this on the comic shelves. I yes. I grew up reading this. This is a story that resonates with me on an emotional level. You know more than more than any other that that they've put out so far so to see this in it's it's original you know artistic you know conception it's it, it's it's so neat because it's like yeah this is this is what existed before it got to me and yes. and you know we got it on the shelves these pages live very uh vibrantly in our imaginations and our in our in our you know nostalgic um memory of, of comics i mean daredevil born again and i know that i know that we've all read it but i uh, i know that david and i in, in particular look at this as as probably the like the daredevil story if you're going to pick seven issues and say <laughs> this is the story that you can read and really understand Matt Murdock and, and Daredevil and all of his supporting cast and Ben and Kingpin and this this is the story and to see Mazzucchelli who is a master at work is uh, man it's 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 really cool <laughs> and even and 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 again in that in that forward, Mazzucchelli even mentions his his um his weaknesses, some of the um not so correct uh not so anatomically correct characters. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, 
you, you, then you can definitely fool people by, by what you're by, by the rules you're breaking. If <laughs> if 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 as long as you know what they are and, and, and you can break. I mean, I I'm looking at this and there really isn't a whole lot. I mean, I can be nitpicky and I can look at things really and I can look at things where I'm. I'm like that. Just it doesn't look right, or it's taking me. It's just something rubs me the wrong way. I haven't. I can't find that in in this in this story. And I don't. And these two went on, and I'd have to dig out my. Um, well, when we're done, I'll I'll look through the uh, through the Miller um, Batman book I have. Mm-hmm. But I know that that this was this was these stories. The, these issues were done by. Frank Miller and David Mazzucchelli, it wasn't broken down by writer and artist because they truly did collaborate on this. And and I think as much as I really, really like your one, I think this story ekes it out a little bit. I just, I, I, yeah. when it comes to the, what these two can do, I think to me, and, and, and they're apples and oranges because one's the beginning of a character and, and, and this is pretty much practically the end of a character. So, mm-hmm. But I mean, as far as what these two can do, I think Born Again, to me, is better than your one. You know, I, I don't I don't want to put any of them. You know, I even saw that on the on the forum a little bit this week of, you know, Born Again versus Year One versus Dark Knight. And, you know, because Miller was working on all of these basically at the same time. And, and to... Uh, you know what? They're all fucking awesome, and yeah. they're all better than ninety nine point nine percent of anything that you've read in comics. They're that they're that fucking good. And um, you know, this story it, it, to go back and read it. You know, it, it, first in in the collected edition, and and I talked about it before. It, it's one of the it's one of the few collections where. I find myself having to sit it down because it it was so designed for the monthly comic because yes. ta- time is so important in this book because you have to you have to really understand how much Matt Murdock's life is disintegrating and how much time passes between issues. He goes from, you know, high powered Manhattan attorney to homeless and when you're homeless and worse and when you're reading this in in single issue it was you had to wait an entire month to see how bad his life had become and in the collected edition well you just turn the page you know this is this is probably somewhere in between because you sit and you just study the art and you kind of almost meditate on it and it's uh, that for for that for that alone, um, you know. I think it, it recaptures that sense of time because this is such a it's it's a really it's a really depressing book. I mean, what you what you see Matt go through is it is to, it it set up all of the like you know what ten years of Matt Murdock being drugged through the uh, through the mud. It, a lot of that comes from this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, no one's trying to beat it or tell their born again story, but they, <laughs> when you, no, they, 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 they oh boy. Uh, oh, I don't think so. As far as, well, I mean, any, any Daredevil creators and any writers working on Daredevil, I don't think, I, I could, I'll read the Bendis stuff, but I don't think he's trying to, 
I'm just saying I don't. It, well, he, you, said, he said a long time ago that, and and, and I'm not I'm not Bendis picking. He said that his run on Daredevil was basically a love letter to to Miller. And, yeah, and and, that, and that's fine. That that is that is the template. Yes, there's that, right, and there's a difference between someone so, appreciating work and and wanting to pay homage to it than there is to well. I I know what Miller did. I'm going to top that, and 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 it's not going to happen. And yeah. this this was this well, is such a and a just, um, and just kind of you know trying to um, recapture you know what what Miller and 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 Mazzucchelli did, and it, you know it's neat that Mazzucchelli kind of kind of elbowed in there because it was I mean it was it was Frank Miller for a long time and. You know, and for for Mazzucchelli to have kind of taken the reins artistically on a story this important was pretty was pretty amazing. Well, it was also it was kind of um, this was it, Miller had pretty much already said. I it, again, it, he uh, going by what Mazzucchelli wrote, Miller pretty much was saying goodbye to Daredevil in mm-hmm. in the issue one eighty. Whichever issue he and he and Daredevil were playing Russian roulette, Daredevil and Bullseye, that was pretty much Frank's last. From what I guess Miller was trying to do, that was his saying. That was him saying goodbye to Daredevil, and and I know he wrote it after that, and 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 Jansen did the art. But um, this is such a Daredevil specific story. You couldn't tell this story with. Superman or, or Batman or Spider-Man. I mean, it, it, it's yeah, they're, they're Marvel Devil's universe characters appear towards the end, but this 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 isn't the type of story because of what Murdoch goes through, because of what Kingpin does to Daredevil and to Murdoch, and because of the people in in, in Murdoch's life. This really couldn't be. You couldn't put another character in Murdoch's place and and tell the same story. It just it it these two Miller just knows this character. If Lex Luthor. If, discovers the secret identity of Superman. Which he did, but he mm-hmm. dismissed it, but yeah. You know, but you know, is it this, it's like, no, it is no, this, it this is Matt's story, and it's, a lot A lot of it is Kingpin's story. I mean, it is I mean, this I, really is Wilson Fisk's story to, yes. uh, to a large extent, and you know, obviously Karen as, as, as well. But, um... Skinny white chicks. The, uh, the, the the thing with um, I guess when I was reading, you ever notice that some adapts favorite heroes are absolutely terrible to their ladies? <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, right? okay because that's... all their ladies are skinny white chicks, so he doesn't mind that you know. That uh, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't know about a M J. wasn't no skinny white chick. She a badonka. She's a she's a whore though. So. Yeah, she... <laughs> Um, Dude, by the way, I know you guys are grooving on your on on this, and it is one of the best stories of all time. But I, yeah. I, I'm dying for you guys to talk about the, the like to me the the whole point of these artist editions is the art, like yeah. seeing it in its large, oversized, original well, form. Like, talk about that. I want to hear about it because I'm dying. Because it's awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, first, first of all, all Kelly um, sold a lot of the art. Uh, okay. I've, he sold. He sold I've, two I've, issues. He sold two well, issues of the seven issue run. And did they get them back? He, he scanned them. He scanned them before he sold them. Oh, really? Yes. He, he so he them. sold them relatively recently. Yeah, I believe it said until recently. Um, 
he pretty much kept his art. He and, uh, and not not to go off on a tangent here, but just while it's, did you guys see the uh, the the McFarlane artwork going for six hundred grand? Oh, Where's that every said? damn penny. Oh, sorry. dude. As Kelly until recently kept nearly all of his original comic art, several years ago he elected to part with two issues of this seven-part series reproduced in this volume. Fortunately, David had the foresight to envision a time in which having high-quality color scans of his original art might be of value. Nice. In so doing, he made this book possible. I've seen, I, I've seen one of the pages in person um, that, uh, that he sold. It's... Uh, Oh, well, me. Uh, I would, I would lose control. I, I seriously would. Lose. I mean, that would be like that. That would be like cool. a over to. It, it's just I, between that. And Let me guess. Phil has sure he dapulation. But close, but close, Vince. Not Phil Hester. Andy Parks. Yeah, he owns. Yeah. Uh, uh, he owns the page. Um, it's from issue two thirty three. Is it fair to say Andy has spent more money on original art than he's made in the comics industry? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll ask him. He's coming up for. for it's World, gotta be but, close. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, it's it's the it's the page where where Cap is is talking to uh, uh what the uh, uh the general and he says oh, okay. uh, I'm loyal to nothing, general except the dream. Oh boy. Yeah, and Andy Andy's got that page. It's awesome. So the, but, uh, uh, what 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 I love about this book, Jason, is that. You are. I mean, you can read essentials and you can read showcases. The the, the black. You don't see this. Yeah. You don't. You can't. It doesn't matter that there's that it's lacking color. It's just. I mean, they. Right, everything right. is just. It's. It's gorgeous. There are no. There are no. Um. There are no. It's just. It really is a. A sight to behold. I. Can't, I mean, I. Well, it's actually the color that it that it has that you don't. You you don't think of, and that's the blue line and the 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 orangish yellow of the tape, the tape yeah. yeah, and it's just the yeah, just it, it's their full color scans of the art, and you see it. It's uh, you see the pencil work and the eraser marks and the smudge. Somebody misspelled Kelly's last name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's. Um, I mean, David would notice that. No, it's right at the bottom of the page, dude. Don't even try it. Uh, <laughs> the um, the oh, what should we call it? Um, th- th- there are some pages where um, they've included the vellum, so you can see oh, that. Nice. Oh, that's that awesome. it's, it's, Yeah, it's. Thanks. They don't have the ruby cut on the vellum, do they? Ruby list. They don't. They don't have the root, but they are. They are vellum. They're full color scans of the vellum printed on yeah. vellum, inserted wow. in the overlays. So, yeah, um, like the the cover for for um, was it two part is is you know Daredevil uh, against oh. the the New York skyline, complete with both World Trade Centers, and then the overlay is of Kingpin smoking a cigar with the targets on Daredevil, and you you see the you know you know you know the cover you've seen the cover, but then whenever you see the overlays and how it works, it is just absolutely brilliant together. Um, uh, yeah, so, so oh, they're so cool. There's a uh, the, the page with, with Matt stumbling through the um through the alley. In issue yeah. two twenty nine, there's that there, there's there's an overlay for that. There's an overlay for um 
for another cover. Renee was flipping through it, and 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 there are chapter breaks where end of chapter two, end of chapter three, and there's um, and it's just a a basically a pinup that that Mazzucchelli had done. I'm guessing I don't know if it's in the collected editions. I don't know if it's just for this, but I she's she was looking at some of those and and um was impressed by that. It, it's one of, one, of the, I, one of the cool little um things that. Uh, I'm sure people have talked about on forums and whatnot. There's Braille on the cover. Yes. Which is neat. Which, from what I understand, is not included on the uh, San Diego Con edition. Right, right. yeah. I heard, who were you, were you talking about that with Breetall? Yeah, he mentioned it. Yeah, because you yeah. got, got the slipcase and, and I guess it's signed and everything, but that's... I, I'm, I'm guessing maybe, maybe it would rub off putting it in and out of the uh, slipcase, but... Um, it's got braille on the on the, on, the, yeah. on the cover, and that's fucking awesome. That is pretty sweet. <laughs> I I mean I there isn't really anything here that I don't remember when when I was reading it month. I mean and 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 it's again though it's as when I buy it month in month out and I'm I'm flipping through it I'm holding it in my hand and I'm just flipping through pages whether I'm 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 invested or or I'm I'm just pouring over it or soaking it in I'm just I'm flipping through it here you, you can't this is not a book I don't. This you don't. Only, you don't. Have, you can't flip. I mean, first of all, you're not holding it in one hand and flipping through it. But this isn't. This isn't the type of 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 package where you can just nonchalantly flip through the pages and go, "Oh, I like that. I like that. That that's cool." It, there, you really do have to take your time with it. And 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 the art is I, seriously. I mean, we we know what Master Kelly can do. We, we, we've seen it in this when it was published. We, we've seen it in year one. We've seen it in Asterios Polyp. We know rubber blankets. We know what he can do, but to see it the way it was, the way he did it. I mean, looking at, at, I remember when Matt is, is down and beaten. I remember that big blue goose down jacket. And I remember those, (laughs) I remember his jeans and, and, and how they just, I mean, they look like they were just his second skin. Mm, boy, and, I look mighty cute in them jeans. They do. That's <laughs> Eddie Murphy two weeks in a row, dude. I know. Yeah, that's why oh, I did. You gotta lay, you gotta lay off. The, uh, and Bunny. I, I got I, my I, ice cream. Oh, we lost how, Chris. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, man. we did. I, uh, I remember how every time I look at Ben Urich in this book, it looked to me as if Hello. Hang on. Don't don't move. Don't move. Continue. Sorry. That's okay. At, at, every time I see Yurik, whether it's on the cover of that one issue where he's holding his his, Last his hand, Yurik. in uh, in when, when when his hand is in the cast and he's got it on the cover, or throughout the issue, every time I see Yurik, it looks like he was penciled by um, by Sienkiewicz. It just it yeah. just had him look different. And every other character, and he looks distressed. He always looks distressed, and he, he he's, he's, he's like shove. straight, straight, yeah, yeah, and and just and skinny, and and ben, all... has Ben has Ben Eric ever been better than whenever he was in Born Again? I mean, it was just that is the character. He's so so perfect in this. Yeah, but Joe Pants in the movie, come on, the uh, <laughs> this, I I am really, I I am pleased with you know what I I could I would tell and and now I'm looking at the page where um and oh crap and the syringes on the ground where where Matt is holding Karen and and they fall to the ground and um I would I would definitely and little things that I forgot like the um like Kingpin's mono King Kingpin's monologue while um 
while he's thinking about what he's going to do to Matt Murdock and and grind him down yeah. and and and, and um, this is this is I I know I'm when I talk about how how stories are presented and and when I read a caption box and I feel like it's a flashback and and a thought balloon more be be more in the moment and and that's for for a story progression I. I find that the caption boxes in this in this work because the story is a little, it's it's heavy, it, it's special, and it's not it's not your typical. Yeah, it was coming out well with the rest yeah. of the ongoing Daredevil issues, but it's it, was. it really and, was and, 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 a special I was, story. I was, I was just getting ready to say it. It's like in today's comics, this would have been a sex a, stand, separate, a, a standalone event yeah. and, yeah, and Spider-Man <clears throat> and the Avengers and the X-Men would have had to have been folded into it yeah. and it would have turned into this big yeah, but get tie in. Yeah, stupid and this and, and year one what makes them so awesome to me that they happened in and, the yeah. regular ongoing Excellent point, Chris. 404 yeah. to 408 you're right yeah, it's good but point. you see you're never going to see work like that again no, mainstream, no, out of mainstream a, comics, never. I mean, well, you, you might, you might by accident, you know. It's it, on a, we, yeah, on a book nobody's reading, you know, where where the editorial is doesn't care, you know. You know go ahead, and that's kind of what Daredevil was back then. Yeah. Daredevil was that book that editorial mm, probably true. said, yeah, you know what, do whatever you want. It's Daredevil, oh, yeah. nobody that really book, gives a shit. You know, certainly. Right, right. Um, but, you know, occasionally it's like, you know, Dark Phoenix Saga and Year One and Born Again and, and you know, the Death of the Stacys, you know, whatever. Death of Gene the know, Wolf. Whatever, you know, kind of storyline. I'll hunt you. I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, they, they let great stories happen within the monthly comics. And, you know, it's. The, this is this is I mean one of the great examples of it and man it's I, I gotta say if you're waiting for for one artist edition this this is far and away my favorite so far and and who was the editor in chief under this story under this story would be none other than Mr Jim Shooter that's right he knows he knows what he's doing that's right he um, does or, or did or well he yeah. done did. Uh, you gotta would, figure that that Miller and Mazzucchelli were just like forces of nature, though. At, at this point, I mean, they're it's, just like, it was a happy accident. It's not like it's 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 not like you know. Um, well, today they would be like, oh, oh, Mark Wade and 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 Lanil Yu on the Hulk. I mean, now there would be right, this right. event of of happening, you know. But I mean, back then it was just like, yeah, Miller's Miller's back to write a Daredevil story, thinking it's going to be the last Daredevil story, and oh, and and we'll just. And, and Mazzy Kelly was available to draw it or something. It it just it things just happened back then. And and I mean if th- this, I mean this was around when when Marvel fanfare was going on. So I mean if it wasn't happening in Daredevil, it could have happened in that. But this wasn't. It's also not something that could be done in an issue or two. And I think that that's something else mentioned is is that. Um, I don't think they were originally planning on it going seven issues. It's just that as the story's rolling, and and that's the other. And they didn't, you know, back then, 1986, there were no collections after this. There was no trade, so it's not like we're writing for the Very trade or the story. So they just they told the story. It took seven issues. That's it. It's like when Claremont, yeah, if if you're complaining that there weren't 
a lot of things tied up during Claremont's run. He was just writing the book month in, month out. That that you're just going along for the story. He's, he's telling his soap opera. You're running with it. You're not you're not worried about. Oh, I wish this was like you know part four of eight. It just just it, <laughs> I just I miss those those I guess simpler days at times. And and now he thinks either a miniseries or part one of something. And and you got to know that it's just gonna it, they they have to write it so that within five or six issues it's going to end and it, and it does take a little something out of the story because you just kind of know it's like when you watch an hour long show you just oh we're at hour we're, we're at minute 48 you know things going to wrap up soon and and it 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 takes something away from me for a little bit yeah. mm-hmm. you're right yeah. am i okay not yep. really i Why think I, I think i will um i think when the time comes i will tell renee to throw this in the uh with me when I get cremated. Jeebus. Wow. That's some strong words. That is. It's going to be a pretty big damn casket. Well, it would be even without the book. It's a good, dude, I'm getting trapped. <laughs> you can't, they, there, is, there is no casket, dude. They need, they need two caskets. One for him and one for his member. <laughs> there you go. Do you remember? That, we lost Chris again. This what? Is, yeah, this is getting stupid. I don't know what the hell the problem is. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Hang it on. There you go. I don't know what's going on there. Sorry. Is, is it raining or anything? Oh, now David's all shitty up. The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. I mean, I'm all shitty. You were all shitty, and now you're not shitty. But, uh, Jason, I, we have a little addendum, and then we can move on. Jason is completely 100% right. Yeah, say uh, that again. In, in, you, I, I will say it a million times, because the truth Let is... Let me clear the, my throat. The truth is the truth, and uh, you were right. Um, yes. Uh, when the first fallen, my dear friend Charles Bubba Kenton, first ordained this ministry, he took a wife, a woman of mischief who took oh, everything he had to give, then betrayed his trust, leaving behind a man broken in spirit and in heart, who took his own life shortly thereafter. He left behind for us a rich and profound wealth of knowledge and passion, blah, blah, blah. And we want Beverly dead because she done, she done fucked over. So, yeah, so this creature in Black Kiss 2, number one, is not Beverly. It is a primal force of evil. Yes. Evil. How about Ern- evil. I'm sad Ernest Borgnine died, man. I'm still sad. Dude, yeah. I was this close to Dude. saying in the intro today that was Sherman Hemsley, but... Uh... Oh, I'm, I'm I, because the kids. Come watch, on, seriously. Like thirty years ago, did you think that Ernest Borgnine was going to live this long? No, but I mean that's the thing. The man was a force of nature. He had staying power. Uh, the, the the kids you know watch SpongeBob, role? right? And and they hear his voice. And I'm like, you'll never hear that again after these episodes. My fi- my favorite role. What? Black hole. <laughs> oh, is the mechanic in the black in the black hole movie? I love Disney's The Black Hole. Uh, really? A uh, little bit of trivia. Who illustrated, and I think he wrote, the Black Hole syndicated uh, comic strip for Disney? No clue. Stand the man. No. <laughs> Jack Kirby. God damn you. <laughs> Ernest Borgnine and Black uh, Hole for our our feverish show note readers. Oh, are they going to... <sighs> Dude, I got to put the show notes or Ermager. No, we're going to do the show notes the right way. Uh, and I got to put Jack the King Kirby in there, too, because he is the king. Yeah. He the main. David. No one might not know. Enthusiasm. Whenever that name is mentioned. Battle. Dude. 
Never mind. I, I was well, you know what? I, I want I want Chris to Can talk about me? yeah. Yes. Yeah. I want you to talk about something, and by you I mean Chris, uh, because I got something in my box today. It's a little freebie that they threw in, uh, and it's tied to mm-hmm. somehow. Uh, Dark Knight Rises because it has a, a a banner on top of it that says Dark Knight Rises. Um, mm-hmm. uh, is the movie good? And I know that's that's not. I love it whenever you say you got something. In- yeah, you got to watch that uh, level, buddy. Okay, all right. are are you there? Yeah, Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My Skype is all floopy tonight. Was the movie good? No, it was terrible. Oh, come on. Of course it was good. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Three hours, yeah, it was, is it? it nah, yeah, 245. Two, yeah. wow. I, it was fantastic. It was, um, you know, there, there are going to be people that will obviously compare it to the second one, which is probably the greatest superhero movie of all time. Oh, you Christ. Know, I, I don't want to agree with you. Don't say that because I um, really don't want to agree with you. I'm sure. I'm sure that people will debate that. Um, David's mean, balls just went right up. <laughs> well, there, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you liked it, you'll you probably loved it. If you did, oh, you did. nice. Because I uh, love the second the, one, dude. How oh, funny was it? Was the guy the guy on the forums making a, making some comment about how uh, Chris Nolan's filmmaking doesn't use storyboards? Wait a minute. Yes. Oh, wait. that's so. Funny. Oh, I okay. I think, I think Gabriel would probably have some. some issues yeah. Well, of course, that. Joey was all over that. He was like, dude. Not only does he use storyboards, Gabe Hardman's does them. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, and he shakes well, a finger at him while he's saying it. Um, so it was awesome. It was it, it was really good. Um, Satisfactory ending, I take. Yeah, you know, and it did it in a yeah, way that predictable, was but very, yeah, very um, cognizant of being a a comic book ending because it it completely wrapped up. The, the Nolan trilogy, which is what you expected, but it left um, left room for a new beginning. And well, that, DC's in a tough spot now, right? Because so? none of their other movies have come close to being either critically or commercially successful. Yeah. And and Nolan's were were so good, and and he he wrapped it up. Like it would be a struggle for someone else to continue this. That, that this Joel this version of Batman is not going to come in and and do um, part four of this. Yeah, they kind of have to almost go completely in the other direction, uh, which could work or it could be a total freaking disaster. Uh, you know, I would say we're probably not going to see another Batman movie for <laughs> I, a Time Warner. Might disagree seven, with you. <laughs> seven, eight years, maybe. No way, dude. Mm-hmm. I'll bet you there's one announced within the next two years. Well, I sure hope not. I, I I hope Superman does well, and then it may I not be a Batman. Batman. It may be a it may oh, be deadliest a, catch Superman. It may be a Catwoman. It may be a, a you deadliest know, catch. A, What's David a Robin one? You know, Watch the trailer. Um, oh, God, okay. speaking of Catwoman, um, Anne Hathaway was <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> she was really good. I, I saw her and, naked, and I'm, I'm sorry, but move over, Imagine, Michelle dude. Pfeiffer. There is a new Catwoman in town. I you move over Halle Berry? Oh, dude, no. Yeah, no. no. Um, that, that movie's shit. Move, move over Eartha Kitt, you mean? Yes. She wore the Catwoman outfit like I didn't know the Catwoman outfit could be worn. It's That's a good that, example, though, of how someone how, in real life could be too skinny, but in a movie it works perfectly because the costume requires someone that skinny. I think Julie Newmar yeah. was the best Catwoman. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, Julia Newmar was awesome. But, but, but um, the reason why she, I'm saying this is because did you see this Batman Earth one thing? That that, right. that Joff Johns and Johns Gary and Frank. Frank? Yes, yeah. Yes. Well, you look through the I look through this preview and the the influence of Christian Bale and and the uh, these the last trilogy of Batman movies is unmistakable. Where he has both Bruce Wayne and Alfred looking like Christopher like okay, like Christian dude. Bale. But then he, but he did that with Superman Secret Origin, and when he was drawing Superman, Gary Frank had him look like Christopher Reeve. So basically, but that makes sense, right? But why would you make Alfred look like Christian Bale, like an older Christian Bale? He looks just like Christian Bale. Not like Michael Caine. No, wow. not at all. It's nuts. So you almost have like fathers, like 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 a, 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 an old clone of of Bruce Wayne and Bruce Wayne. Weird. It's it's weird. very weird looking. And there's one there's one panel at towards the end where I I don't know what's happening. I think um some somebody's taking Bruce away or something. I I don't know. And, and it, it it looks it, it looks just like Christian. The eyes going like Christian Bale's and everything. Hmm. Well, you know it's you know they're they're trying to create a, a connection. There's um um steve from the the altered egos podcast is really behind a uh uh this <laughs> the, the, this deal this petition to to keep the wings on on caps um head that, <laughs> yeah, yeah Mar- that, you know Mar- Mar- marvel marvel is, want, marvel yeah. is going to make they're going to redesign caps costume to <laughs> better resemble the one from the movies and and there are people that are that that are kind of upset about about (laughs) them doing that and 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 breaking away from the traditional look of the character wow people need to chillax you know how many times costumes have been redone over the years like i beg someone just like anyone that ever gets uptight about a costume change just for the shits and giggles when you're at a con or a comic book store next time, start leafing through the back issue bins, and I would bet within the 20 or 30 issues of any mainstream comic, you will see a cover with one of the main characters in such a facocta different costume. You'll be like, I don't remember that. Yeah, world's most awesome cover or, or uh, world's most awesome costume change. The the Spider-Man black costume. No, you're <laughs> close though. <laughs> Punisher. Don't say Wolverine. <laughs> oh, stop. oh, dude. <laughs> you when he, when he was black? Yeah, dude. Uh, well, dude, you know, let's but, think about it. Let's, know, let's just talk before Chris finishes up his his his, his Dark Knight thing. Let's just take it. Let's just think about Steve Rogers for a second, dude. All the different costumes he's worn. Yeah, yeah. he was fucking Nomad, which is a ridiculous US agent costume. too, right? Well, I'm saying Nomad. He was a blue. He had. It was like a baby blue with like a half skirt. Cape and yeah, like a visor, well, and then and then cape. gold like giant like titty buttons. titty buttons. Yeah, so yeah. Then, yeah. You, then you had U.S. agent, which was basically the cap costume the in, in in black. Then you had the captain. I never understood the black of U.S. agent's costume because it was trying to be you know he was going against the, the government. But, um, you know. Then, so why then, keep the then, red and the white then? Yep, yep. Then you had the ridiculous, the ridiculous Alex Ross redesign for for Bucky with the giant silver yeah. chest plate, which was absurd. You, you, I mean, dude, and not to mention countless others through the years. I mean, it, it's just people need to relax, dude. The relax will come back, but they and don't do anything, right? Like when what Spider- did the wings do? Got up in a shape with Spider-Man when he got the Tony Stark armor. He had it for like yeah. 
15 issues. Like, yeah, you're like Methuselah. Yeah, for 15 issues, please. And I under I understand that that people have <laughs> you know this huge nostalgic tie to the look of characters, but you know, you, you know, hats off to Iron Man fans. Because they expect him to change the fucking armor every three issues. It's true. Now, mm-hmm. that you know, said, it's, it's getting, tying it back to what you were talking about before we all got off on a huge tangent, it would be difficult like to difference. massively reinvent the Batman costume. Uh, but they've done it before. They, I mean, they, yeah, there, it would be pointless. There's the, the pointy shoulders and the long ears, short ears. And, Probably you know, most, yeah, I mean, when the... People when, freak uh, out whenever they put the yellow emblem on his chest instead of the but blue. That's my, but yeah. really, they're all you variations know. on a th- on a on right. a theme, though. Right. Well, yeah, it, sure. It's it's not like you know the radical nomad changes from you know red, white, I and blue. Li- to- I like the 1970s blue costume. You know, that's just me. The utility yeah. belt looked more I'm a, I'm sci-fi a, than the than the, the, the army belt. That, I'm that, a challenge of the Super Friends costume guy. Yeah, you know, I like the blue one too because no one drew it better than Neil Adams. Neil Adams, bitches. So you know, I'm fond of that. You know, but I I like the. Make sure know, in the, the show notes you write down that uh, Vince shows his age. This <laughs> uh, we have to uh, say Jim right, Apparel. So, well, Chris, what did you think of Bane? What did you think of Bane, buddy? Um, in the goatee mask, Bane. <laughs> and I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I didn't even hear that, but it's got to be funny. Uh, I've got to go back. To, what did you say? What did he called, you say? He called it the Goatsy mask. <laughs> Are uh, you familiar with the Goatsy image, Chris? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I actually, I actually have to. Uh, um, Sidekick two to girls in one cup. Oh no! <laughs> I got to go back to, to Gail Simone and thank her for making Bane. A really interesting character for me with what she was doing with uh, uh, Secret Six, yeah, yeah. yeah, and so that made she it, gave him personality, you know, really. She did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. G- gave him a purpose and a personality. So you know, Bane was a kind of in my blind spot. That's whenever I was checking out, and 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 Bane was part of the reason I was checking out. It's like, who is this douchebag? And <laughs> in the in the movie, uh, he was. It made perfect sense. He was a great villain. He was scary and freaky and See, perfect. Interesting. I, I, I mean, I know, you're not you're not alone in thinking that. I, I, I thought he was ridiculous. Really? Wow. Oh, the mask is hard. The mask was absurd. It was absurd. <laughs> I don't think it was like. Well, now I'm going to think of it as goatee, but it was like they took. It was like they took a um. Like a uh, an egg slicer and ripped oh, it yeah. and, 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 and and like uh, tied it to his face. I, 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 I just didn't. Yeah. Oh, unforgiving, relentless, the, you guys. That's the best in Middle Eastern medical design. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you a question, Jason and Chris. Uh, is it uh, character overload? Like, does it fall prey no, to the the no, same crap that happened no. to the Burton movies no, and no, and onward? No, not at all. Not at no, all. I, I, no, I, was, I don't think so. I was afraid. I was afraid of that. Whenever, whenever you saw that there was a Robin-like character, we'll just call him, and um, and Catwoman, I was like, oh boy, here we go. It's going to be, you know, the it's the third movie, so we have to have three villains. I thought Josh. I thought jo- is it Joshua Gordon-Levitt or jo- yeah, it's Joseph. Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I thought he was uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie. Actually, oh, he's, he's an awesome always, actor. He's always awesome. Watch yeah. the movie Brick. 
if Inception, you have he's awesome in Inception. Mm-hmm. Oh, watch Brick. Hey, Vince, have you seen Brick? Cobra yes. Commander, dude. Yeah. Really? He was you Cobra know Commander. That? Yeah. No, I I haven't seen those. Oh, yeah, he was oh Cobra Commander, yeah. in the first one, yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that and it was hilarious. Um, I, it, I caught. Did, did yeah, you? Yeah, it, the one thing I'll never understand about these movies, and and I do think that the trio as a as a as a complete work is amazing. Um, the the voices just mystify me. I, I yeah, you I, know. I, and I think, again, it's it's a nitpick. Like I, I'm not. I don't want. I don't want to come across like I didn't enjoy the films. I I very much enjoyed this one. I, I didn't think it was anywhere close to as good as the second. But but again, I I still think Nolan has yet to do a, a poor a poor. It was movie. really um, good. But how what, what but the voices it speaks really to the strength of the director and the people who actually make these movies where your weakest link in a trilogy of multi-billion dollar films is your star. <laughs> well, Bale is the, and definitely no, the no, weakest no, link. Bale's no, awesome. No, I think no, he's, no, he's really good. It's just, it's just it's the, the, bat, the choice it's of bat, the voice. Is the right. Well, bat, I mean, the that's... The voice and the Bane voice. It's, it made it hard to understand at, at, at points. And, yeah, the, the gravelly Batman voice has been a nitpick mm-hmm. of this franchise from the very beginning. And maybe not the best choice to... To have him depicted that way, but you and know, Marion Cotillard is uh, continuing the long-standing tradition of casting n- less hot than they should be lead actresses in superhero movies. Well, Marion Cotillard is the she's the lead the- female. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! Nice job, Jason. Uh, dude, you gotta delete that. Or, no, I'm not digging it out. Yeah, you can, dude. Come on. Oh, it jives with uh, ba- Batman Incorporated. What is the, is the time span? Look at the time stamp. Yeah. People, dude. 117. Gotcha. I honestly didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I well, not, now that are, are we going to delete it or is the cat out of the bag? No, no. Let's, let's not. Let's, no. yeah, that, that's, that's a big reveal. Let's not. I, I saw it coming a mile away, but apparently lots of other people didn't. So okay, not, we can stop know. talking about this now. <laughs> I, was, I feel like such an idiot Please. because I, I did not realize it and then i thought about it and i was just like oh of course it was so reversing back marion cotillard plays bruce's love interest of sorts in this movie nice no not so nice i like her yeah i like her she's she's way trumped by uh by uh oh hathaway Hathaway. oh absolutely oh god who wouldn't be yeah there's not many women who would wouldn't be trumped by and hathaway's beautiful and she can act that's the thing hathaway's like she's 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 can, she can be sexy, but she's also can be just pretty and funny. Like she's she's yeah. not nerdy, one dimensional. Yeah, right. Yeah. She got a mouth big enough to take us all in. So. Oh Jesus! <laughs> there you go. Straight out of a Black Kiss comic. That's right. No, I thought I thought she was a great Selena. It was uh, um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is is Selena Kyle to me from from the movies. But that's interesting. I that was love, the weirdest version of Catwoman ever. You know, I don't think oh, those movies oh, aged very well. I was like, what, like fourteen? She's like fifty, dude. I Give mean, her a break. No, 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 no. The the Burton Batman movies. Oh, I, I don't oh, think oh. they've aged well at all. I don't. Genetima. Yeah, Nicholson was he was too nice of a Joker. It's funny, right? Because he was at the time it was like revolutionary that he would like that Jack Nicholson played the Joker and he, you know that was yeah. big I mean people were into oh, that but yeah. but uh but you know in 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 retrospect it was it was Jack Nicholson with makeup on it wasn't the Joker you know yeah, yeah it and Jack it really Nicholson. wasn't that far removed from the 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 uh, Adam West uh you know yeah, Joe, the yeah. Caesar Romero yeah, I, I mean I, 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 I just think he was going for that right I don't think yeah. he was really yeah I mean that always I I 
that always. Do you know that Frank Gorshin was gay? Stop. Shocking. The, uh, <laughs> um, it always it it, it always irked me that true. that they had to tie in that the Joker was the one who killed Bruce's parents, which made so he right. kills him when he's like yeah. thirty, which means he's going to end up fighting him when he's like fifty, and it always just. That was silly. It really yeah, was. Yeah, it was silly. That's, I did, that's why the... Uh, revisionist history, just for the sake of making a, a more... Uh, it, it's it's sloppy storytelling is what it is. It's yeah. Because it's just... Yeah, it's trying to tie things that don't belong together. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so, one thing why I didn't like... Um, mm-hmm. That's the main thing I didn't like about the third Spidey movie was that they had to tie in Uncle Ben's killer and make it... And tie it into the right. same... You know, and it just it, it bugged me. Yeah. yeah. Chris, would you? How would you rank the three Nolan Batman movies? Uh, probably like uh, I would rank this one second behind Dark Knight and Batman Begins third. So, as far as like you know, I'm going to pull this out of the you know the the Blu-ray bin and I'm going to watch this tonight. But um, I also kind of want to think of them as as a as complete a whole mm-hmm. uh, yeah as it's as a, a long complete damn work. movie right yeah and that's okay you know yeah. it's like you know how do you judge the 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 lord of the rings trilogy <laughs> dude did i see this week <laughs> that he's gonna make a Which trilogy side of your ass is yeah. 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 so silly dude that is insane man it, yeah, I, you know i love me some peter jackson and i love me some lord of the rings and hobbit but three movies dude if he i i can't see him selling the movie studios on the silmarillion if if he incorporates the Silmarillion into the Hobbit, yeah, it, it'll it'll be three movies, right? Because you can yeah, Shelob is a big dude, part again, of. I'm a, I'm a of, huge uh, Tolkien fan. The Silmarillion is not a good look. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's but there are some parts in it that are really yeah, cool. But it's a slog. I mean, yeah, it is. You're right. You're right. What was I going to say? Damn it. The uh, the second Batman film. I don't know what it is. Well, I I, I have an, I, I had the Dark Knight. I have an idea what it is about the movie, but there there's there's an atmosphere to that movie that is completely unique. It is unlike any superhero movie I've ever seen. I can put that thing back in the the Blu-ray player and watch it over and over and over. It's yeah, Heath I agree. Ledger. Some tiny Lister. No, no, no. It's it's Heath Ledger. It's it's the story. It's the the character design. It's the the cinematography. I I think it's just a brilliant piece of filmmaking but it's i don't it was shot in chicago yeah i don't see i i'm really hopeful for the third one but i i i don't see it eclipsing the second one if i, I would really agree don't. them i'd give the dark knight an a plus uh yeah. i'd give batman begins uh a b, a b plus. plus and i'd give this a b and i'm so sick oh, really of 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 seeing the did you know that Heath Ledger took his portrayal of the Joker from uh, Tom Waits's old and like I don't want to see that anymore. It, it's not even it's close, but it is not a blatant ripoff. I sure, mean, sure. Ledger didn't sit down and say oh, that that's what I'm going to be. Uh, you know, the mannerisms are there, yeah, and and just that's just Tom Waits being weird. You know, so I mean, yeah. The, the reason I'd give it a B, I mean, the, I, I did like the film quite a bit, but I, I, I have to say, I thought it was. And this is not alone. I think a lot of movies are suffering from this so late. It, it's, it's, it, I think it's twenty to thirty minutes too long. I think this, oh, the middle yeah, act. I thought the second movie was twenty minutes. Interesting. Too long. Yeah, well, see, I don't. I can't see anything. I'd, yeah, I. We said this before. Anything I'd cut out of the second one. I thought it yeah, was this one. I thought the second act was way too long. Wow! And um, I know people who say the whole Harvey Dent thing is so uh, stupid in the second one they could have done without that. But I don't think so. I think it's they, crucial they, to the story. They have it. That was all set up for this one. And I, I didn't. I didn't particularly think they handled the. But what if the second one um, tanked and the third one never got made? Uh, I, that was I, I never going to happen. 
As much as yeah. I like to see Pittsburgh Steelers blown up, um, I didn't think they particularly. <laughs> Did you know there's a figure of that dude? Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's an action figure of that of that yeah. that, that football Ford. dude. Ford. Yeah, I don't know who he is. Um, but yeah, I I didn't think I I just thought that that whole once they descended into that like they, that it just didn't feel significant enough for me. Like it just kind of felt. Like what them so, blowing up the entire city? No, well, yeah, like, and then like it's supposed to be five months later, and it just it didn't feel like a city of chaos. The city would have been in complete shutdown and chaos. There would be looting and rioting. Well, I, think, and- I think that they showed that. You know, it's um. It, have you guys read uh, uh No Man's Land? Yes. yes. Yeah. That I mean, how much did they pull from No Man's Land? It was. Yeah. Yeah, too, yeah. Right? To know, be honest with you, I think that the film for me, and I don't want to say failed because again, I liked it, but I think the moments that let me down and why I can't put it up there with the other two are where Nolan tried to be the most literal to key comic moments, like like Bane with Batman and his back, like those little moments which were meant to evoke our most vivid memories of those comic series, is sort of. The, the little bones he was throwing to those of us who have read the comics, I yeah. thought were the ones that he would have been better not using directly. Yeah, especially the Bane hmm. thing, like because that's not a high point in the Batman timeline. No. Yeah, exactly. And so, I, like, well, I thought it was used effectively in the movie. Mm, yeah, I mean, well, again, I'm assuming I, I, that it's I, used I, in a way to make Batman claws way back into you know top yeah, spot, absolutely. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah and, they, cool. and they and he he you know this is a different universe. He he. He plays with with the Bane lore, you know. Bane is not the Bane in this movie has ties to other facets of Batman's history that he doesn't have in the comics series. That's all right. Long no, no, and that's fine, and, and that's the kind of stuff I think is kind of cool because I was, uh, I'm one of those people that thinks that the movies should stand on their own. It's it's okay not to. You need to have things that pay honor to the the core tenets of the character, but it's okay to to make them your own. I, I think that's okay. So I, I so you know um I agree with you. Yeah, why, I, I, why bother doing the movies in the first place if you're not going to put your stamp on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, I also think Batman is cooler without the the, the gadgetry. Uh, I I like I never seem to really like my least favorite moments were like the bat and 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 the Catwoman riding his motorcycle like. I didn't need some oh, fancy that motorcycle that, that had a gyroscope cool. built in. Eh, it would have been cool. They used it for like so many scenes. It just felt to me like. But don't you need no, that to a certain scenes. extent, though? In a, in in a big crowd pleasing movie. But, but it was again. This is ass the ass thing ass Nolan has always done really well: is balance the right art house. I'm cinem- not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I, I know I'm probably in the minority here. I mean, for, judging by the people in the forums, everyone thought this was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Joey's probably screaming at me for saying this stuff right now. But yeah, I, for me, okay. I'm just saying that as I watched this movie, I came away thinking, that was really good. But I didn't come away yeah. thinking like, oh, my you God, know, that was awesome. I can't You know what, Jason? It. I got to agree with you. I think it, if there are scenes in The Dark Knight that seem out of place, they are the ones where uh, the truck scene with with the motorcycle and and the yeah. Joker, that just seems odd because the the majority of the film is like this psychological uh, crazy man versus uh, you you know well you can say both are crazy but you know a battle of 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 the strengths of two individuals and then you got this gigantic truck scene where it comes you know barreling down the street it just it seemed weird to have like a big action scene within the movie but 
Like, people, like people one of the like coolest it. things about we being lost Chris a, again. Oh no, we lost we? David. No, I'm here. No, we lost I'm David. Here. Oh well. This is odd. Odds. Hang on, buddy. Okay. He's back. Like I thought the coolest. I mean, I thought Bane. Aside from I not didn't like in the mask, I thought he was cool and that he was a thinking man's villain, you know. And and the opening scene is awesome. Like if the first ten minutes of the movie, I thought, oh my god, this is gonna be the best movie ever. Like because <laughs> I was like, this is like Mission Impossible meets Batman. It was awesome. Um, but uh, but again, like where I think the the little things that nitpicked at me were when they didn't play fair with that. Like Bane was so smart and so calculating, and he went through so many machinations to pull off a component of his plan that involves Bruce Wayne, which I'm not trying to spoil, but um, it is taken from the comics, so people probably can guess what I'm talking about. But but um, but then there's like a scene where he has to go into a bank and rob it, and he's really robbing it for a specific reason, but he goes into the bank, and the way they do it is super cool, and it's, they be bum rushes, and then like out of nowhere, they, they bust through the doors of the bank to escape on motorcycles. And it's like, where the fuck did the motorcycles come from? You see them walking into the bank in, you know, trench coats and then blowing through security on foot. There's no motorcycles hidden in the bank, obviously. They, they just, and then they like blow, and it's, it's really because they needed to have a cool chase scene. And it's just it's like, well, he's so smart and calculating, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, there's no need for motorcycles there. Like, he would have had another plan. And, like, give me something that makes sense, like helicopters on the roof or, you know, blowing a hole into the ba- in the basement and they have, you know, a train on the subway. You know, something that would be plausible that he would have thought through, you know. Not like magically motorcycles appear inside the bank that they can ride out. Yeah. You know what I mean? See, I can't, I can't speak to that because i got to see yeah. it. But it sounds. But these are minor nitpicks. These are minor nitpicks. The movie still is is very good. No, I, mean, I was see it. I was I was thoroughly fucking entertained. With well, any superhero well, movie, there's got to be suspension of disbelief to an extent, and so you know, it's it's just I guess because Nolan had impressed me so much with the first two, I was probably much more conscious of the um, of the what I thought to be flaws in in the storytelling right. this time. Well, that's, it's got that's a lot one of to look up. I've heard a to. lot is is that people's expectation of this movie was so high that that has probably been the the one overriding factor in any of the the negative or flawed reviews it's, yeah there's a big big mountain to climb with this one well let's be sure it got like a 98 percent on rotten tomatoes so it's not like there are many oh, negative really? okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's there one of the go. best reviewed films of all time on rotten tomatoes cool all time okay. that's a long time Yes. Of all time on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is I got something, and I think you'll all agree that it's good stuff, right? You I, all read the you all read it. you all read the Goon, right? No, I like the never goon. never read a single issue. Wow, Jason, no. I thought you did. Oh, oh well. Well, I know Chris. Doesn't mean it's not good. I just haven't had the occasion to read it. Right, and I and uh, David, you have sampled the Goon at, at some time. Bits and pieces here and there, yeah. All right. Um, if you l- love horror movies, uh, the horror genre, I-, I can't see you not reading the the Goon. Am I right, Chris? Uh, especially the yeah, the well, low I budget fifties yeah. and sixties horror movies. I mean, Eric Powell just eats that stuff and That's shits it out as the Goon. Um, white noir movies and and it, horror and yeah, it just kind of encapsul- encapsulates everything. Awesome about like 1950s goofiness. It's really good. Well, I'm a lapsed goon reader. Like I'll read it for a stretch, and then I'll I'll have enough of my goon, and then it's, it's kind of a <laughs> one-trick pony. 
It is, but yeah. that 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 trick that this pony does, and the pony's name is is Eric Powell because he does everything. He writes it, he draws it, he colors it, he letters it. Uh, he, let me make sure that he does letter it. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he you know uh, he is the goon. Eric Powell is the man behind the goon. Um, it, it is a one trick pony, but that trick is really fascinating if you're a fan yeah. of this stuff. I love it. Um, and and I jumped back on the goon bandwagon with issue forty. Uh, 40, which came out last week, 40. I believe. Yeah, 40. I know. Uh, it's, it's, but this is the third volume, isn't it? So, this I mean, is, they were like, this is called the goon number 40. Uh, it doesn't say what volume it is. Cause I thought there yeah. was like three issues, first volume, and then. Well, he published it himself, right? For initially. And then it went to, uh, Dark Horse. To Dark Horse and then I think there was a, a little gap and then, it went strong at Dark Horse, you know. I think, but uh, I have the original issues that he published himself, and I have the first couple Dark Horse, and then I I, I kind of pick and choose now. Like I'll buy the trades when I see them, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, unlike Hellboy, and and this sounds like I'm shitting on Eric Powell. It's just that I I why wax and wane with the goon. I, I love it, but I just don't need it on a monthly basis. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's something you read. On on occasion, um, my favorite, you know, because the the goon will be funny a lot of the time, and I love like the gag humor of it. Mm-hmm. But the uh, uh, Chinatown uh, mystery of Mister Wright is phenomenal. It's a right. great graphic novel, and it's more of the the noir crime mystery aspect of of the goon. But mm-hmm. I like the funny stuff too. It's, well, you'll like so, this issue. Because okay. in this issue, um, it's narrated by Charlie Daniels. That's <laughs> really? Cool. Charlie Daniels comes on, and he's got a guitar, and he's wearing gloves, and he's still Does playing he the guitar. guitar. Does he have a fiddle? No, it's a, it's a guitar, but it is Charlie oh. Daniels. I mean, the, the caricature is, is dead on Charlie Daniels. Um, and he's talking about, you know, how America has lost its way and things used to matter in America. And we, you know, everything's now is just crap. We used to have pride in our, in our, uh, manufacturing and stuff. And, you know, apple pie up your ass in the American way. And then it turns to a story about the goon and Frankie being, um, rum runners in the prohibition era. I, I guess, uh, the goon took it upon himself to fill the gap, uh, left by the, uh, departure of alcohol and he was making moonshine and and uh you know selling it but um his uh, vehicle that they, he and Frankie used to run the, the the stuff around in was crap because they there's one scene it's really cool they get pulled over by a cop on a bicycle <laughs> and the and the Frankie's like you know what I think we should do something with this thing this uh car so they 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 soup up their moonshine running vehicle I mean it is 1950s hot rod supercar you know two lane blacktop pit stop uh, all the 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 uh the uh racing exploitation movie you you've ever seen that's what their car looks like it's got a huge blower on the top of the engine or an intake valve or whatever uh and it, it's just like a big daddy roth hot rod and that's exactly what Eric, where powell takes it the the goon um is racing this creature called the hooch monkey at the end of the story like he the the, the narrative goes to a certain point and then all of a sudden it just switches gears and oh you know what there was a hooch monkey back then too uh and this the hooch monkey <laughs> was a skunk ape 
who uh, drank some of Frankie's uh, moonshine and turned into the hooch monkey. And he, when he drank the moonshine, he bonded with the engine that Frankie had there, and and he, and he became this this creature of the wheel in in Rob Zombie terms, uh, where the engine is part of the hooch monkey's mouth, and the wheels are actually in in, in his body, and it's a total rip on. No, I shouldn't say rip. I should say homage to to Big Daddy Roth, where the thing's got the gear shift up in the air with the <laughs> crook, you know, the crook mm-hmm. hand on the gear shift. It's brilliant, and Eric Powell pulls it off. I mean, he draws like a son of a bitch, you know. And there's a two page spread where where the spread where the goon is is racing the hooch monkey, and there's a bunch of cameos in this issue. issue and who of all people makes a cameo in this double page spread? It's Belial. The, uh, you know, evil, uh, Siamese twin from Frank Henenlotter's basket case movie. Oh, like, wow. No one, like, 2% of the audience is going to get that, right? <laughs> I got it because I just so happen to write the liner notes for that DVD. If you find it, it's no way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just something I, I, weird video did DVD. Did you really? I, I wrote the liners for that. Yeah. But is the 2%. I That's am, so honest to God. But, I mean, and, and the previous page. Occupy 11 o'clock. The previous. <laughs> the, the previous page, there's an appearance of. M, I think is I think it's pronounced Amol, but it's E-M-I-L. Amol Minty. It's the kid, uh, from, um, Mad Max 2. The, the road warrior, the feral kid who used to throw the boomerangs. He's in this uh. comic. Like, and he has no point being there. It's just like, oh, all of a sudden, the the damn kid from the Road Warrior pops up. Oh, you know, I feel like drawing him. That's the whole thing. It's like whatever Eric Powell feels like friggin' drawing, gotcha. why not? Why not? It, it, and it works for me. But uh, the, the majority of the story is uh, the goon and Frankie become so adept at running their, their moonshine that they kind of cut into the business of another family doing it. Uh, they, they're called the uh, Boyle family. They're white trash and uh you have the father who's a blind snake handler the, the 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 older son looks like a frankenstein uh monster and he's uh you know hooked on the hot rods and, and when one of the townspeople says you know what the goons car is the fastest thing ever well that doesn't sit well with him so then there's a race brewing and it's literally you know, hot rails to hell. It's the uh, the devil sponsors a race between uh, the goon and Frankie and the Boyle family, and whoever loses forfeits their souls. Did they you go know, down pre- to Georgia? It's pretty. They were they were looking for a soul to steal, right? Uh, but there's a double page spread with the goon and uh, Randall, the one son, and the cars are going over a ramp. And there's a motorcycle in it, and I'll tell you, Eric Powell is a world-class illustrator. Oh, this yeah. is it, oh, it yeah. is it, oh, the yeah. watercolor uh, effects that he uses to uh, accompany his line art. The man is a son of a bitch with a brush. I love it. Uh, and I mean, the devil's in here. It's just there's there's a um, if you're a fan of uh, Crybaby. Uh, John Waters movie with Johnny Depp. I love mm-hmm. that movie. There's a really? hatchet face. I love it. It's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, no, I, I, I'm shocked by that. I love that movie. I don't know why. You would think musical, but it, you know what I mean? It has Iggy Pop in it. Hatchet Face is in it. Tab Hunter, Divine. It's just a cool, effed up movie uh, with song, right? 
but um, the the one daughter of the uh, the Boyle clan reminds me a lot of Hatchet Face from uh, of uh, Crybaby. She uh, a more attractive Hatchet Face, I would say. But it's a very cool issue. So if you've lapsed from the goon, or if you've never tried the goon, this is a, actually a done in one. You can jump on issue forty. It's three fifty from Dark Horse, and you will get uh, a very good sampling of what Eric Powell can do. And if it's your thing, and if you stay on it then you will be treated every month to this gorgeous artwork and horror, shockabilly, drag racing, uh, noirish storylines. That's cool. It's just good stuff. And next issue, uh, judging by the blurb after the story, Mark Buckingham takes on the goon in the first of a series of three backups written by Eric Powell. So you know what? 40's not going to be my last issue. whenever he took over uh, Doctor Who. Stop! <laughs> Oh, God, you want to talk about a fucking mail-in. Stop. Uh, It was not pretty. uh, Oh, God, it was bad. I was was so excited. I was like, wow, this looks like shit. Um, So hopefully this is better. Yeah, read the goon. It's fun. It's fun stuff. It's no Hellboy. I'll be honest. Uh, but Hellboy, it's Hellboy White. It's Hellboy. It is. It is. But I mean, it it plays to the the strengths of the material. Like Eric Powell's definitely in the horror exploitation movie vein, you know. And uh, Mignola is trying to be a Lovecraftian, very erudite, very literary, literary storyteller. And it, you could tell it works. Who cares? If you can have both, right? You don't got to pick and choose. Buy both of them. Do it. And then punch David in the nads because we like yeah. to see him cry. Yeah, do that. <laughs> Where are we yeah. looking at? At the clock here. Let's like see. You're shitting on Eric Powell there. No, I like Eric Powell. It's just that uh, a steady, <laughs> steady diet of this, like month in, month out. It, it kind of, it kind of gets a lot. Uh, there's a sameishness. To mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. all, you know, but I love it. I mean, if you like that, that, that trick that he's, he, that song he's singing, then tune in. I, I do. I just can't listen to it over and over, right? Gotcha. Uh, we, we got, uh, 20 minutes left, so we, we, somebody else can go. David needs to talk about something else, right? He or, does. or Jason. He does? Yeah. I think so. Uh, that, that always needs to talk more. <laughs> I got diarrhea of the mouth this episode. I got to watch out. Chris no, no, you're, you're, you're yelling fans at me. demand it. Oh yeah, uh, all like three that. of them. The, the dozens. Uh, the, um, I get, see. I gave you more than what you had. <laughs> don't even. Um, don't even. Don't even, yo. I I decided to um, go in and pull some things off the old um, regime, and uh, one one of the things that I haven't read, but I. I bought. It's so sad. When I was um, when I was going for my degree, I would still go to the comic shop. I'd still buy my books, but I wouldn't read them as I'm getting them because uh, I had schoolwork and everything else. So basically, the few things I did read was like my reward on the weekend. So the things that I bought that I have never read include a 12 issue series that was bi monthly. So we're talking two years. Um, little thing called Justice that uh, that DC Ooh. put out. Um, not so little. This, um, this is mostly Alex Ross and Jim Kruger, but Doug Braithwaite is also listed as, uh, as on art. And I'm not sure where 
Braithwaite ends and uh and Ross picks up because it's it, it to me it's more Ross than 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 Doug. Yeah. I believe this is what I've heard, but I don't know, I could be wrong. I believe that um Alex Ross blocked it out. Braithwaite drew it and then Ross, Ross painted it. Painted it. Okay. Yeah. I can see don't quote don't quote me though. I, no, I, I think can, I, I mean it makes sense. I, I yeah. can see it that way. Um unfortunately the uh because of that, because it's it's Ross and, and it's painted and, and Todd Todd Klein is, is a fantastic letterer. Agreed. Um but there are things where some of it uh, there are times where it's it's almost and I'm going to say amateurish or rookie like because of the way panels are laid out where things are going on and there's a word balloon there. So you may miss something just because of either poor panel layout or poor word balloon placement, however it, it was. But but some things do require you to, to look a little harder or or um or double check. But overall I like the story. It's definitely um late Silver Age, late eighties, early eighties, late seventies, early eighties. Um, Justice League of America tale. It's it's um, it's basically Ross's super friends, uh, minus the Wonder Twins or or um, or Marvin and Wendy. And you have um, but but Dick Grayson is Robin. You have the way Billy I know Batson. you have. Well, yeah, there's definitely Billy Batson and and. Um, and what was, I mean, the way he incorporated Plastic Man and, and Elongated Man mm-hmm. and the conversation they have and, and, uh, and Ralph is, is seriously butthurt over not being, uh, called when, uh, <laughs> when, when things are going on and he's like, I'm a reserve member. Why wasn't I called? Why is Plastic little, Man here? He was little a does he know, uh, he'll die in a very. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, and, and, and as I'm reading it, I'm thinking, you know, this could be, this is, it's not an Elseworlds, but it's not something in continuity. It's it's not a um, it's part of it to me as I was reading it could have been like Identity Crisis was if it didn't go down that dark and 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 um, starfishy area. It was just a um, it was I I did like it. I, I liked it more than I thought I would. Um, you have uh, it 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 is. It's the Justice League of America versus their their bad guys, and there are times where it started off. I thought it started off strong. It it you know because very strong. Yeah. You you have I mean there there's some big doings going on where you have you have the Riddler using basically if you really want to get information if you want to know what's going on you use the richest man in town's computer and and so he goes to to Wayne Enterprises and and accesses the computer and leaves with a disk and this is where it gets a little interesting because there there's definitely technology here that that's more modern age but um the 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 stylistic choices and 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 uh, there are definitely things where it feels like or it looks like a story that could be told back in the day, and um, you—I'm uh, not really so concerned about Aquaman's dilemma. But then you get to oh, I—I th- I thought the, the no, black... no, no, it was yeah, uh, no, it was awesome. I mean, no, but but I mean, like for for the for, for like the first quarter of of the series is on an operating table. Oh but, yeah, but, but, you know, well, I, so, mean, the, I mean the, the thing that led him to the operating table was pretty damn cool. 
Yes. I mean, with no. Black, it, Black Manta is really cool. I, I think it's a very good intro, but you're right. Then I, it's like, okay, Aquaman does this big old thing, uh, and then he fucks up, and then he's yeah, like, I got a speech, Mira, and, and I got to go do this, and she's, I, I know you're the king, and you have. I got to go lay down. I got to go lay down. Yeah. So, but, but you have, you have Riddler make off with. Batman secrets, Batman secrets of everybody, of, of, of the entire league's identities and their mm-hmm. loved ones. I mean, and that's, that's the great thing. It's not just that Batman has, you know, okay, Martian Manhunter doppelgangs as, uh, as, as a human detective and, and, um, and Superman is really Clark Kent. You, but now he also lists, you know, while, uh, Barry Allen's wife and, and, and her parents and the Hawks, um, Hang out with this commissioner, commissioner Eggers, and it's too. like it's like it's like, dude, you just you, you detailed everything. So Riddler makes off with this disc. The bad guys know everything about the good guys, know everybody's identities, and and throughout the entire series, you pretty much have like people like Ray Palmer calling Batman Bruce, and and you know, and it's it it's there are parts of it where, which that are neat, um, but I thought that it the ending it, it wasn't. It didn't end. I don't want to say it ended quickly. Um, it ended cleanly. The the, the way um, it's like okay, so so um, a Green Lantern comes along and makes everything better, and it's like all of that, and in like two panels, everything is. And I I you know, part of me is like that works because of of the story and and where we're going with it, and and you know it's already. I mean the the last the last battle went on for pretty much through issues 10 all of 11 and most of 12 i mean it was there was when there was a battle what i'm missing an issue so really yeah i don't think i read past issue 10 but Um, hey i don't care roll with um, it i mean that's my fault it's only what 15 years old don't worry about me (laughs) 2005 almost all right almost 10 years old um so yeah i know so between between uh yeah, I felt like going back in time this week. So back in time, had, um, it um, you know, Wonder Woman has is 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 dealt some pretty devastating blows. Um, <laughs> Green Arrow and Black Canary, great chemistry there. I mean, no, nobody nobody's voices sounded off. Everybody everybody played the part they were supposed to play. Nobody, um, the characters weren't interchangeable. Like, I mean, you really, I really did hear. Ralph Dibney feeling all dejected and 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 and, and, and and you had I mean there were just um, they really didn't focus on anything they didn't have to focus on I think my main problems with it if if and and it they're minuscule and compared to what they did was um was some of the artistic choices with with, with how it was presented and um and the uh and just the way it it um the resolution i guess but you had i thought they um they did great things with with savannah and and with grod and and brainiac was just you know what brainiac did to toy man there were just there were things that happened in this book that that were that were big that that were heavy and and they couldn't play into to normal continuity it really is a nice standalone story um you know i don't want to say if you enjoyed marvels or, or or kingdom come you'll you'll definitely love this this was this this felt like alex ross saying 
I really like these characters. I want to tell something with these characters, with these specific characters. It wasn't Wally West's Flash. It wasn't John Stewart or, well, for a little bit, but it wasn't John Stewart or Guy Gardner as Green Lantern. It was, it was the, it was, a, it was the characters of the Justice League of America that Alex Ross grew up reading. So it's, it's, yeah. if you want to call it a love letter, I guess, but it, it was a, um, it was a really, it, it was pretty. It was pretty. I just, um, and I did like it. I don't want to make you know like, like you with this and Eric Powell. I don't want to make it look like you know I, right. I didn't, I didn't like it. I really did. You hated I, it, dude. I did. I really did. Just like Vince hates Eric Powell. <laughs> it just, it. Um, I, I would recommend it if you. I, I'll, I'll. Well, no, I would recommend it if you. If you are not, if the current versions, or I'm sorry, if, if pre New Fifty Two versions of these characters are your characters, if you don't consider anybody else, any of the legacy characters, if you don't think anything existed before Crisis on Infinite Earths or even, you know, Infinite Crisis, you may not enjoy this, but if if um, if you want to read what, what what is an old school Justice League of America story, I think you'd probably dig this. And I know I know when it was coming out and it was bi monthly and, and then they, you know, after like the fourth issue, they had the first hardcover. And I know that they they collected it a bunch of different ways as it was coming out. Um I I have the issues and, and I finally started to flip through them and, and, and I really did like it. I, I, I would recommend it. Cool. You know what I would recommend? What would you recommend? I would recommend people seek out our sponsor of this uh, episode. This a discount comic book service, DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge Wumba discounts, 35 yeah, to 75% off. That's crazy talk. Um, shipped right to your door. Uh, very securely uh, boxed up and, and, and packed. I did get peanuts this time, so I was a little dejected. I do like the foam, but the box was too big for the foam. So, I mean, it's a really big box. Um, and and uh, if you're a first-time customer, the following code will get you an extra 8% off. David? EOC8. That's right, EOC8. And in your travels, two of the books in the uh, box that I received today are going to be contenders. One's definitely going to win, but I don't want to shoot my wad this early. Uh, in our uh, 11 O'Clockers for 2012, one of them is published by HarperCollins, and it is a colossal 272-page hardcover. Now, how much do you think would you'd pay for a 272-page uh, hardcover? At least three and a half bucks. Mm, no, how much, David? I would at least say thirty nine ninety five. Okay, this was twenty five ninety nine. Nice. It's full color, gorge, gorgeous paper. Has a dust jacket, but I'm not holding that against it. Uh, largely the work of Bill Morrison and Steve Vance. This is called the Radioactive Man Radioactive Repository, Volume One. Collects all. Uh, at least as much as they could fit in one volume of the very hard to find Radioactive Man one shots from Bongo Comics. Sweet. So, yeah, it's beautiful. You get all the Jim Steranko uh, homage covers, all the the beautiful artwork. It is just an amazing. It, it, there's so much Kirby esque stuff going on in here. It, it'll just 
curl your toes. Uh, so look for that from HarperCollins. It's only twenty five ninety nine. My God. But the main thing I wanted to talk about, and this is definitely going to win my best collected edition for 2012. Damn. Already, it, huh? There, <sighs> there's no way anything's going to eclipse this. I'm, I'll be honest Whoa. with you. No, no way. It's from Dark Horse. It's a hardcover. It's only twenty nine ninety nine. And we're, see, we're talking economy here. It's a $29.99 hardcover that has close to 350 pages. It's oversized, and it's called Creepy Presents Richard Corbin. There oh, is yeah, not, yeah. There is not going to be a better-looking book released in the in this year. It's just not going to happen. I'm telling you. Um, the artwork was restored by Jose Villarubia. Ah, and, and um, Ryan Jorgensen, and also Richard Jorgensen. Corbin. Richard Corbin scanned a lot of these the 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 artwork in here himself because the original boards and uh, printing plates were lost over the years, so they had to scan them from existing material, which. Uh, in a lot of countries means the original comics, but you'd never know it on most of this stuff. Never know. You don't, there is no moray in here at all. It is impeccably produced, or at least as, as good as they can get it using current technology. It's just, it's gorgeous. And you get the creepy stories, you get the eerie stories, you get the stories that they reprinted in the Comics International. This, if you buy one hardcover this year, I'm not shitting you people, totally honest. If you buy one hardcover this year, buy this. Creepy Presents Richard Corbin. You cannot get into the Comic Fan Hall of Fame without this book. They won't let you in. <laughs> I'm telling you, do it. Not going to happen, huh? Gorgeous book. Absolutely stunning. I'm so happy that, that they put that out. Go ahead. I'm done. You're done. I am. Just like that, huh? Next person on the, on the table. Take Chris. it away. That would be Christopher. I, I don't even hear him breathing. Him? No, he's on the list. Chris. Chris. So s someone take his place, and then we'll see what happens. Okay. I uh, I went back and checked out, um, again, because of uh, digital codes. I read the last chapters of two ongoings. Um the second, well, the first one is Captain America. He's he's sleeping. Is he sleeping? Fucker he's is snoring, sleeping. He? No, he's oh, faking it. I... He's faking it. Great. <sighs> Stop it. He's no. kidding. Oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I, Go um, ahead. Keep going. <laughs> all right. You're wrong with it. The, there, was a, um, there was an arc that wrapped up. I read the last issue of the arc. Did you know the Scourge came back? I had heard that. As in, yeah, like, but the I... bar with no name Scourge. As in the bar with no, no name Scourge. He made. Oh. He, he the made one, a... the one from uh, friggin' Amazing Spider-Man, right? I want to see. He's kidding, right? The one that, the one that, uh, well, um, Captain America mostly. Well, that yeah, was, but he, he, oh, okay. right. I mean, he showed up through all the Marvel books, but yeah, it was it was Cap who ended up facing him finally. Um... And well, he's the character. The, the name is back. It's not the original Scourge. Someone else took up the mantle. And and this this deals with um with Codename Bravo, which the the Captain America series that that Brew Baker kicked off. Um, 
this Bravo character was in it from the beginning, and uh, he, he's an old World War II friend of Steve Rogers, we'll say, and um, and now he's back to make uh, make Captain America's life a living hell, and um, so this whole arc was, I'm guessing, was um, that Scourge returning and and Captain America having to deal with that. And you have, um, and the, 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 uh, the unheard of. It's fucking unheard of. This is classic. He he talks about his born again. He tired, tired himself out. This is so awesome, dude. (laughs) Well, good. I'll just go again then. And, uh, we'll just keep going through our boxes. So, well, at the end of the episode, we're looking for a fourth host, right? So the, uh, the, the scourge identity is revealed in this fourth part. Or in this chapter, the chapter I read, um, I don't want to spoil it. It surprised the hell out of me. And um, now, what book is this in? I didn't quite catch that. Captain America. Oh, really? The Brew Baker, written by Ed Brew Baker. Guess who did the majority of the pencils? The last time I was looking at Captain America, Butch uh, guys. Well, right. There was the Alan Davis arc. it was uh, Steve McNiven who kicked this series off, but this particular issue, for the most part, except I think for like the last page or two, is Patrick Zercher. Oh, he's. It, um, I love he's him. He's moving to. Uh, I just heard he's going to be on a different book. Uh, Hulk, right? No. No, no. Uh, no, he no. did. He did Hulk already. I think a DC book, right? Isn't he? Oh, really? I don't know about that. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't his, his, we, we said this before. His Thor stuff is phenomenal. His, oh, with that he did with oh, Yes. Yeah, one shots were awesome. Oh, my they God. Yeah. Patch, patch. I got those in hardcover, and I'm so glad I bought that shit those, in hardcover, because they are, oof. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. So, so Zercher did, did the bulk of the art, and, and it looks good. The, the last page or two, I think. Oh, that's a Shadow Man. He's he's new artist on Shadow Man. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. I remember the... Uh, I remember what? The form, yeah. yeah. They bring in... <laughs> Um, so, so search to the art. It, it's it's a great looking issue. It um, it looks like though the issue after it kicks off. I guess what is going to be Cap's final showdown with with Codename Bravo and and Madame Hydra and um, and I oh crap I don't know who did the who did the art for that first arc. I'm going to read that first part though probably when we're done tonight. But um, I would say check out Captain America. That, that well, Crystal, but I would say check out Captain America, the 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 new. This <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Proves this because he he's got original art. Awesome. So in your travels, uh, make sure you're well rested before you start <laughs> reading, so you can get through a book. But uh, if you if you do that, um, a couple things. First of all, I feel like watching some TV. Give Alphas a try. I just uh, started watching Alphas, and uh, I like what I saw so far. It's like Heroes, if Heroes was good. Yes. So, yeah. Um, but if you feel like reading some comics, um, I would, once again, for those that maybe fell off, I would recommend you try Wolverine and the X-Men by Mr. Jason Aaron. Um, I just caught up with it, and Nick Bradshaw, who I like quite a bit. I mean, he's, he's I think, unapologetically a uh, an Art Adams 
clone. He's not Art Adams, but he, he certainly has. He tries to be. But the the there's a recent arc uh, that had uh, Chris Bahalo art, and mm-hmm. it's ridiculous, dude. I mean, sometimes I've been critical of Bahalo with his. I mean, his stuff always looks pretty, but it, but as a storyteller. But in this in this arc, man, he was on point. He must have really been in, in, engaged with this with this stuff because it's just a sight to behold. I mean, I just saw, I just spent you know extra moments with each page, just staring at the art after you know taking it all in. It's just it's. I think we mentioned when we talked, Chris and I talked about it the first time that uh, you know the the Gene Gray School is built on top of a of a of a new Krakoa, you know. And he's sort of like almost like a, a loyal puppy dog's sort of guard dog for the place. And Bacalo just has so much fun with 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 Krakoa because you know he can obviously make Krakoa do anything. Um, it's pretty cool. Like the, you know, Wolverine spends a good chunk of his personal fortune to to open the school, and they go broke in like a week because you know it's expensive to run school and, and it gets attacked and so he like blows through like tens of millions of dollars and they're trying to figure out how to um can i interrupt for one second yeah where from where did wolverine's personal fortune come well like, he's freaking 100 he's old dude. 50 years old dude he's he squirrels some money away yeah he's got yeah. all the blooms he can cash in yeah yeah i never knew he was rich well, he's, yeah, he's he's accumulated money. Yeah, not, exactly. And he and he drinks cheap beer. So seriously, and he lives off of he's lived off of Xavier and the Avengers for like the last twenty years. So. <laughs> oh yeah. But anyway, but he, he whatever money he had, he blew quickly to build the school, and it's gone within like a week of opening the school, which is kind of funny. So he goes off to this space casino with Quentin Quire, and he's trying to get Quentin Quire to use his mind reading powers to help you know scam the casinos and win money, uh. and they're successful in doing it. But uh, but but of course, because it's a space casino, they they have telepaths of their own and realize that Quentin's cheating. So they 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 have to get in a big barroom brawl to escape the planet. But they escape, of course, without the money. So Wolverine's all bummed because they had the money that they needed, but now they don't again. And then at the end, Krakoa's like all of a sudden sprouts a tree, and he just starts popping diamonds Stop. off the tree. And they're like, wait a minute! They're like he's a living planet, dude. He can do whatever he wants. So he just starts making diamonds anytime they need him. Awesome. Wow, that is like kind of cool. I like yeah. how Wolverine's bummed that they didn't make out with any money, but not bummed that that he's he's taking a fellow student and and having him cheat to win. Well, hey, dude, I mean, he's just <laughs> that's how he rolls. He's how he rolls, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's why it's a great school. It's awesome. Oh, jeez. Ah, oh, jeez. David, David's got a beef. No, no beef. Oh, look. Sad. <laughs> he wakes. He's Sleeping up. beauty arises. What? Like you were sleeping, buddy. What, you were no, I wasn't. Yeah, dude, yeah, you, you were. were snoring. You were like snoring. Snorer, <laughs> we got so, no, we're not kidding. I got. I could replay it. We could You'll hear through. it if you listen back. I get it if you didn't like justice, but I mean, I thought, you know, that was... That was, that was it's all right. Yeah. No, so, okay. Chris, in, in your travels, buddy. Um... In your travels, you need to go and check out um, Jamal Eigel's Kickstarter. Yes, yes, good call. Good call. It's um, so this, um, look up Kickstarter Molly Danger, and I was a little sleepy. I'm sorry. It's been a very no, dude. This I, I, we, we love you. We're not shitting you. You were snoring. It's all right. Uh, so check that out. And I've been, uh, I've been. Um, rereading and finishing a book that uh, was Eisner nominated and then just kind of took a while to come out and it's um, uh, it's from Image 
and uh, it's done by uh, Jerry Duggan and Phil Noto, and that is Infinite Horizon. It's, um, it's, oh, yeah. finally, it's been out in trade for uh, for a little while. Um, so if you have not read it in either in either, oh, that got Eisner nominated, really? Yeah, yeah, the first year. Good it was for them. Nominated, and then it kind of stopped coming out for a while. So <laughs> they, uh, as as Phil was kind of getting some other jobs around the industry, and 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 Jerry was doing doing his stuff out in L.A. And you know, it's like a lot of a lot of image books. It's you know, a lot of these are put out because they're a labor of love, and not necessarily. Um, to, to make a ton of money, so Infinite Horizon, great book. It's about a, a, a modern day Odyssey, and uh, a lot to say politically and socially, um, but just a, just a fantastic use of the medium. So let's check out Infinite Horizon if you have a chance. Nice, cool. Hey everybody, thank you for being here with us again. We will be back next week. You know, same time, same place. We hope you join us and do that. We love you very much. Right, yeah, David? Do. Yeah, you're right, yeah. 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 That's right. So, Mad love, dudes. Totally. So I am embarrassed. love. It's so cute. <laughs> what? So it's easy. Chris is good. I didn't fall asleep. It's <laughs> like crazy talk. <laughs> No. He's like, what? It's like I wake my mother up in the morning. Was I sleeping? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. If you call oh, ten hours fair. sleeping, then yeah, you were sleeping. That's fair. <laughs> exactly. It's in the other room on a styrofoam head. All right, everybody. See you. What? Lady, y'all. Oh, hey, we love you. So good. Later. Bye. Later.